It's time for Twit This Week in Tech. What a panel we've got. Denise Howell is here. Oh, Doctor is here. And Matt Cuts from the U.S. Digital Service. We are going to talk about all sorts of things, including the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Can that really be the name? We'll also talk about a university that's offering a scholarship in eSports and the new Bluetooth knob attack. It's all coming up next on Twit. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twit This Week in Tech, episode 732, recorded Sunday, August 18th, 2019. Why is my fridge playing insane clown posse? This Week in Tech is brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter the promo code TWIT. And by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products. Introducing the new Casper Hybrid Mattresses, featuring their award-winning foam layers now combined with springs. Get $100 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash twit1 and using the promo code twit1 at checkout. And by ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy with one click. Yeah, it's that easy. For three extra months free with a one-year package, go to expressvpn.com slash twit. And by Rocket Mortgage, by Quicken Loans, who make the home buying process work for you. Their award-winning client service and support will help you every step of the way. Get started online today at rocketmortgage.com slash twit2. It's time for Twit This Week in Tech. Uh, I've only been doing this a couple of thousand times, but I think I know the name of the show by now. You know who's here? I'm really thrilled to have him here. We actually have a great panel. This is Matt Cutts. He is the administrator at the United States Digital Service in Washington, D.C. You know, every time I'm out to recruit, I come out a day early just so I can Bless you, Matt say Cuts. hello. First of all, we you. always love having you on. Back when you were at Google, you were the king of webmaster tools at Google and for the longest time fighting spam in the Google search results. Employee 71 at Google took a leave of absence. Went to work for the government, mm -hmm. and it stuck. It stuck. I signed up for a three- to six-month tour, and that was three-plus years ago. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And actually, the recruit. we'll talk a little more about the recruitment later in the show, but yeah. this is a time for anybody who works for a tech company in Silicon Valley to put a little time into yeah. making the government work better for everyone. And I know with some, at least in Silicon Valley, the current administration is not beloved, but that doesn't mean that government doesn't have to continue, do the job, get it done. Uh -huh. In fact, all the more so. So this is, I'm really glad to have you out here and we'll give you a big plug in a little bit, Matt. Good Thank you. Also with us, we love Denise Howell. She is Hello. a former host of This Week in Law. Do you, are you going to keep that going a little bit or is that just kind of on hiatus now? I think it's kind of on hiatus now. I'm having a blast doing triangulation. We so. love you on triangulation. We desperately needed you and your insights, so it's great to have you. Denise Thank is you. a longtime blogger with, uh, do you still do blogs and baggage or what was it? Bag, <laughs> Bag and baggage was my blog that I started back in 2001. And no, it is not no longer. It is one of those bits of uh, digital flotsam and jetsam on the internet now that's how we uh, met though i we, yeah. we were at blog yes. world you were sitting in front of me and i saw you blogging mm -hmm. uh, and it was a law blog and i thought oh i want to i want to get to know this person 
and uh, the rest is history. So I'm thrilled to have you on Twit as on a regular basis as well. So we it's get, wonderful to be here in such great company. We get a little of the twill in the Twit. <laughs> You've got some twill in my Twit. There's twill in my Twit. <laughs> and uh, somebody who hasn't been here since the infamous Christmas episode. The the Christmas episode with John C. Dvorak and O'Docta, O and J.J. Stone. Thanks for dusting them off, balls, and bringing me out of the closet, Uncle Leo. I missed you guys. You know? <laughs> we got him out of the you closet. Put, you put me on the shelf, forgot all about me, went and got new toys. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, no, I feel bad. <laughs> I, 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 you should feel bad. You out here hiring my doppelganger, ain't pro it. I'm getting tweets. Wait a minute. Congratulations. Wait a minute. You mean? I'm like, I'm like we're not I the thought same we guy, hired you. You, know? you guys all look alike. I, Wait oh, a minute. No. That's, that's what happens. That's what happens. That's what Twitter thinks, anyway. You know, me, Bear, Tunday, and Ant, we all, we're all, the, all same the same person. person. So. Yeah. Congratulations no. all around. I'll no. take it. We know the difference. Uh, and we <laughs> and to be very fair, we did try to hire. We've tried several times to hire Owen J.J. Stone. And he said, I'm not leaving the area. And I'm I, in stuck fact, with my kid. In effect, when we were talking about Ant, because Ant's a great photographer and, uh, and a great tech writer, and he'd been on our shows, too, I said the same thing. I said, he'll never leave North Carolina. But it turns out he's very happy to leave and take his family yeah. with him to get out of North Carolina. So, uh, yeah, we were we we're thrilled to get at, uh, our newest hire here, along with uh, Micah Sargent, who was happy to leave Missouri, apparently. Uh, very exciting. Happy congratulations for all that but, good stuff. But, good Owen, hires. if you ever decide that the mid-Atlantic states are not for you, you have a home here in Northern California. I appreciate it. I'm just going to come hang out on holidays. I'm trying to get there for the next Christmas. Come back for the live. next one. Actually, and, uh, it'll, it'll make it and work. I think Denise is already booked for the next one. Because uh, it, I'd love to. I think so. I think it's all women this time. Oh, wow. oh that, Yeah. Well, then you shouldn't be on here. Then Lisa should run the show. We're going to call it <laughs> Twit. Hashtag me too. And it's going <laughs> to. Oh, boy. No. No. Let's, I'm, just let's, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> The sad part is you can't joke anymore. That's the one thing no. about this era that is killing me. Like yeah. even comedians are getting run through the mill about jokes. You go there to semi get insulted. That's the point of a comedian. Sometimes a joke is just a joke. Well, Sometimes I've already said two politically incorrect things in the first minute of the show. <laughs> so it's a great start. It's a great start. <clears throat> you know, if you really want to get insulted, there's always Twitter. So you oh, just man. hop right on there. You don't even need to leave your house. Man. You can instantly get insulted. So. <laughs> Did you know that Amazon has a team of tweeters to defend? Actually, this makes sense. I bet you more than Amazon does this, but we've only now learned about Amazon's special social media team. They they jump into action whenever somebody says, oh, the Amazon warehouse, it's a horrible place to work. It, they've hired a team of warehouse workers to come in and say, no, no, no. But a Business Insider's article this week, Amazon's army of tweeting warehouse workers backfired spectacularly this week after a thread about working conditions went viral. Last year, Amazon enlisted a, a, a team of employees to write positive comments. They call them the FC, Fulfillment Center Ambassadors. But um, once it was discovered, <laughs> um, it became kind of a, a liability. It started with a Twitter thread earlier this week. Diana Wild responded incredulous, incredulously to the Amazon News account inviting followers to tour a fulfillment center and see what our warehouses are really, really like. She tweeted, not that anything on Twitter ever, you know, can be taken as fact, but 
Really? Like, because your workers are liars, you're not going to convince the working class that everything is fine by telling us where to avert our eyes. We already know what it's like. Why don't you really treat workers better? You can afford it. And then the FC ambassadors leapt into action. Everything's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with the money I make or the way I'm treated at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, then other Twitter users began to mock them. And, well, it's the Twitter garbage fire. <laughs> All over again. I don't even know why I brought it up. <laughs> Except that you like this story, Owen. Why did you like this uh, story? I, I, I love this story because Amazon is um, the new devil in America business. You need Amazon. We love Amazon. They're destroying companies left and right. Their their shipping programs they have right now are sad. It, it sounds sad to say for UPS. They're crushing UPS. They're crushing the post office. They're they're whittling down prices, and no one can do anything about it because you can't say no. You just have to say yes to what they're doing to you. And so, isn't that a, a isn't that a bad thing? Isn't that kind of so, the definition of monopoly? So it's 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 a very bad thing. As as they as they play the game to crush the postal system and UPS, all the while. Having people go buy your own truck and deliver for us and we're going to pay you nothing and you're not going to be unionized. And if we want to cut you off, we cut you off. And all the things that they're doing, phenomenal business. The mindset and the capitalism, I love it. Okay, great. (laughs) But the human being side of it, like instead of hiring an army full of people to tweet in a warehouse, how about you just set up an algorithm where you randomly give every employee one free hours paid work or one day off out of the month? paid or something stupid like that where everybody feels like they're in the lottery and they're gonna oh i got paid day off this month that's something to make people happy this thing that you're trying to do does nothing for you because everybody knows that you basically work for a slave ship when you're at amazon now it's not slavery because you're working and you're getting paid and you chose well, yeah. that job you chose it's that just like job. when i go get it when i go get a pedicure i feel bad for the lady doing it i think to myself but well, that you know, didn't stop you from dog. getting your toenails painted bright it, orange it, it, it did not i thought to myself she chose this life it's not my fault but the same time <laughs> has nothing to do with the vietnam war amazon has the power to fix things in a way that's real and they choose not to because of profit margins and money and i mean how much money do you really need By at the way, end of the if day if you're keeping score know. that's now three politically incorrect things i've said in the <laughs> oh, first 15 minutes you know I'm trying to save you by Can talking over you. Can we drinking game out of this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we'd, we'd all, we'd all need an here. ambulance. Yeah. We'd have alcohol poisoning by the end of the show. I've decided that I'm going to play the role of capitalist. I'll be like Mr. Moneybags <laughs> with the white mustache here today. For crying out loud, Owen, they chose that work. No one's forcing them to show up every day. Hey, you get a 15-minute break, and guess what? It takes you eight minutes to get to the bathroom when you're in the warehouse, and by the time you get back, you're two minutes late, you get docked for it. Well, because that's, that's what bath. happened on Twitter was people started making up fake ambassador mm-hmm. tweets. Oh, of course they did. Like like this one. This is from Jose, ambassador, uh, Amazon FC ambassador. Hi, I'm Kyle. I work at an Amazon fulfillment center, and I love it. We don't get pee breaks, so I've gotten used to using diapers. And my God, they're so comfortable. Also, I have grandkids, even though I have the profile pic of a 20-year-old. <laughs> and on and on and on. And that's actually, that is, I have to say, the best way for Twitter to deal with this kind of stuff with, is with humor. Skewer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A little satire never hurt anything. <laughs> it's always good. It's a good way to bite back. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, it, I would guess, I'd be shocked, in fact, if most companies ha- don't have an army of people. We have a social media team putting out stuff. Huh. We don't. I don't. They do not respond to criticism, though. I don't have them seeking out people saying bad things 
and responding to that, they mostly just tweet out, here's what's going on today at the show, right? Yeah, you that, know? It's different. That's yeah, just this PR. feels like a step beyond PR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that Mary Hanbury, who wrote this up for Business Insider, uh, just left on the table the opportunity to coin the term warehouse washing. Oh, this feels like. Well, mm. credit Denise Howell. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Warehouse washing. I like it. <laughs> well, and I've heard of a few folks on Twitter who were like, oh, well, Amazon offered to let me tour their fulfillment center and it did diffuse the anger. But then as soon as people realize that everybody's getting that cookie cutter approach, that's just going to backfire again. Yeah. So I think that's the first lesson any company learns about Twitter is it has to be authentic. Yeah, you can't fake that. If as it's well. if it's BS, people see through that so fast. They yeah. know they're being manipulated or tempted to manipulate. Right. Unless you're a Russian uh, troll factory and then <laughs> nobody sees through it at all. And and at the end of the day, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys actually know people that work in the warehouses, but I know people that work in a Philadelphia warehouse and a South Jersey warehouse and their experiences of anger, frustration and semi torture. I love what you're are, saying, Owen, but apparently Karsten thinks you look like Denise Howell. OK, there we go. <laughs> That's what's going on. That's what it was freaking my mind out. Like, Can they not hear me? Owen's talking. Denise is sitting there. Karsten, I know they both look so much alike, but... Hey, so I you- wouldn't want to try and drive that TriCaster. You go, Karsten. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you, Denise. You're absolutely right. He's, I know so, what happened. He's pushing the button, pushing the button. <laughs> go so, ahead, Owen. Um, two you have friends who work there. Yeah. Yeah, two people in two different states have the same type of horror stories about the working environment. Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, systemic. These two people don't know each other. They work in two different states. And to be and the fair, way the system operates, they is don't, still they don't the quit because operates. that's the best job they can get in that area. Oh, well, they so here's the thing. There's a puppy mill there. People quit every day. But at mm. the same time, there's always somebody who needs a job. So well, why don't your friends quit? Oh, they have quit. Oh, mm. they were yeah. talking about their experience when they were there. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. They they have quit. And one went back and then quit again. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so. But there, you know, I mean, the, I when I was in high school, I worked at McDonald's. Not the best job ever, cleaning the fry trap, but oh, no. but a job. And and I was working, and I learned actually a pretty good work work ethic there. I value that work I had, but um, I guess it wasn't as bad as working in an Amazon warehouse. So I, I, I worked I worked in warehouses when I was younger, and I didn't have half the experiences that these people tell me they had. Yeah, uh, I, okay. I used to work at. Um, okay. So at, it is at, bad. Uh, yeah. It's 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 bad. The, they. When you get to a higher up level, it's like you're programmed to treat everyone below you the same way, like they're nothing. Yeah. So the the crab boxes to try and get up to a level where you get to tell everybody else what to do and not have a heart. And then you continue to do it. So even when you were at the bottom and you got treated that way, once you get up to this level, it seems like you're just predestined to keep the system going with not any understanding. It's it's very machine. Like, like I said, capitalism, I get it. You don't have to work there. You can quit. But I mean – for as big as they are and as much money as they make and as how happy they try to make the customer, they could make their employees a little bit more happy. As uh, Dr. Morbius in our chat room says, soul-crushing work teaches you nothing. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like this isn't a, a job for high schoolers just paying their dues, no, right? No. These are, these are full-time They're grown-ups. career-oriented yeah. adults should, working there. Should I yeah. not shop at Amazon, though? Mm. You can't not shop at Amazon. Same thing about Walmart. Yeah, because that's the, op- the option. I'll go, I'll go to Jet.com, which is Walmart. Uh, is that better? Mm. Probably it's not. It's all the same. 
Walmart used to specifically not give people full-time jobs just so they could keep them subsidized and getting welfare handouts and stuff from the government until the government's like, oh, well, we're not going to give you as many subsidies anymore. So, I mean, again, capitalism at its best. Everybody's got a scam. And if you got to work and you're on the lower totem pole, you got to do what you got to do to survive. The, uh, go to your America. local uh, market, your local bookstore. Oh, you don't have one anymore? I'm sorry. Uh, go. <laughs> we do. We're lucky. We have an independent bookstore here. Mm. But and I feel guilty because I still buy books on Amazon. I occasionally I will go in there and buy books, but uh, the in Copperfields. But mm -hmm. Amazon's so much more convenient. I should probably put my dollar where my mouth is. You should. Yeah. You, you could do it. You can make the effort. I you will. can wait a couple of days for a book. That's the problem. To order for I can get it tomorrow it. from Amazon. I know, I know. Especially out there, you guys get stuff next day, same day. Out here, we're still in the two-day hold period. We don't have that Insta stuff out here. Oh, man, almost everything's next day now here. Mm -hmm. God, sometimes it's same day. Sometimes they, they, That's how they get. Yeah, you're in the L.A. Yeah. area, so they, yeah. the more metro you are, the more likely you can get it. I and shop then, there. I can't, like I said, I can't lie. It's like I don't use Amazon. I do. And then in the annals of corporate apologies, there's Telus, which is one of the two big carriers in Canada. Email has been out uh, since Thursday <laughs> and Telus. Oh, boy. And I went to the, uh, we got a call on the radio show. Guy said, What should I do? And I said, Well, there's this thing called Gmail. It goes out once in a while, but not for days. <laughs> and then I had to play this video. Uh, this is uh, Telus.com. This is their uh, apology f from their chief customer officer. My name is Tony Guerin, chief customer officer at Telus. To our Telus.net email customers, we've let you down and we are sorry. I should point out that Tony hasn't shaved in about three days. Yeah. And he's looking a little blurry, to be honest. That shirt, I don't know. It looks like he hasn't changed that in a couple of days he's, either. He's taking it hard. He's, he's taking it hard. He's Arms deep in the routers, he's pulling in there. Out cables and pushing them in. I want to They're still managing to water the plants, though, somehow. The plant, well, they're plastic, probably, right? <laughs> Those email outage that began on Thursday and prevented many of you from accessing, sending, or receiving emails from your Telus.net account. He's also hunched over as if the CEO called him and kind of beat him up a little bit. Doesn't he look a little kind of like yeah. hangdog? Yeah. I feel so bad for this guy, except. We know how vital email is to conduct important business. To communicate with family and friends and to manage schedules and finances. This disruption is unacceptable and we are doing everything we can to resolve the matter as soon as possible. It's still out. But I have to commend them for saying we blew it. This yeah. is, I mean, in a truly Canadian fashion, they are actually apologizing. <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, they can make a really well-produced video... <laughs> In the time it takes to reboot their servers. And also, that person is not good at reading off the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> does does anybody else get when you can literally His see eyes their eyyes are going scanning? Back and forth. Like, yeah. Just be authentic. Yeah. Just be like, can, we messed can, up. I'm sorry. I, I would love for one time, like, this is this is like 20% better than the Zuckerberg apology. Uh, it, I would love it is. For, for one time for somebody to just sit there like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I haven't slept in three days. Dude, we Stop! <laughs> Your email's down. Oh, my phone's blowing God. up. My boss is threatening I'm to fire so me. Sorry. The engineers have, have, have put themselves in the hallway. They're crying oh. in a fetal position. We apologize because oh I don't understand what happened. It shouldn't happen. We're a multi-billion dollar company. We've messed up for you. And I know that it's upsetting. I'm crying inside because I've cried for three days. I haven't shaved. I haven't taken a shower. My dog won't even look at me because I'm so I depressed. Am, I, am a, I am crap. But I we're going to fix I it. Am and sorry. We're going to 
do it again. I want somebody to cry into a camera like that and tell me that they're sorry. So I can be like, you know what? I'm about to double down and give them my money. I believe that. Credit, <laughs> very credit to Tony and Tellus. This is about as close as you're ever going to get a major corporation yeah. to do that. Yeah. I mean, That's pretty he cool. looks pretty hangdog. He does. We we have a new oh doctor career. <laughs> oh, that's good. Certainly oh, your forte. That's good. Like they used to hire George Clooney to fire yeah. people. Yeah. They should hire yeah. O doctor to apologize. Yeah, chief of policy yeah. officer. I'm, try, I'm I'm in negotiations with buying a website from a guy. It's called Run It By Us. It's for companies with no black people or ethnic people or gay people on their board. Ah. Whenever they want to put something on the internet, they just send me the deck and I mix it up with a whole group of ethnic people and we they run it by us. And for like five grand, we'll tell you if Owen, it's racist, sexist. Owen, this is whatever. letting them off the hook. Now they don't have to hire anybody. Oh, no, no. They're gonna, they're gonna, they gotta, that's what I'm saying. They don't have to hire anybody. They're not going to hire anybody anyway, Leo. They come in, they do some PR, they bring on some kid off the streets, they give him a t-shirt. Then six months later, you forget, they fire him and give him a, a little parachute. Oh I'm God. saying... For this, run it by us. You know, you could just that's do a good idea. 5K that's a good idea, and then and then, and then be clear. Be get good. get the woke take. Sensitivity yeah, is it's a service. it's faux woke. <laughs> no, it's real. Real it's woke. Just, it's just outsourced. <laughs> outsourced woke. <laughs> outsourced woke. That's it. That's it. Uh -huh. I, I think it's a great business idea. Personally, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Uh, we're okay. I did two silly stories to begin. Um, let's take a break. I know, uh, you know, one of the things that we hear from our audience all the time is that these shows go on so long they 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 starve to death <laughs> during the show. So, as a public service announcement, I'd like to introduce you to DoorDash. This there's no reason you should be stuck watching a long podcast and not have some pizza or a Subway sandwich. Or maybe some lovely cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. DoorDash puts some of the best restaurants in your town on your phone so you can order and get the food delivered right to you. All the big favorite chains like Chipotle and Wendy's and uh, Cheesecake Factory, the sub Subway. But also over 340,000 other amazing restaurants just in your area. DoorDash is now in 3,300 cities, all 50 states in Canada. When, uh, when Ant brought his family out here, his uh, teenage son, Isaiah, we took him out to eat. And he looked, and on the door, of course, there's a sticker that says DoorDash. And he said, Dad, they have DoorDash here, too. Yes, they do. They have DoorDash everywhere. DoorDash is awesome. Get it on your phone. You never know when you're going to be stuck at the office or starving at school or just a long day of work and you don't want to cook or stuck listening to an extraordinarily long podcast. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve on demand from your favorite restaurant. Restaurants come to you with DoorDash and I love our dashers. Always be nice to your dasher. They're great people. Right now our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, put it on Android or iOS and then offer code TWIT. $5 off Get a little, little something, get an extra something, some extra chips and guacamole on your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code TWIT, promo code T-W-I-T. I'm tempted. I want to maybe I'm thinking some order some DoorDash for our studio audience today. <laughs> they have a lean and hungry look. Uh, I'm so DoorDash excited. Is, I now have permission to answer the doorbell during these you shows. You may go get the door anytime, Denise, <laughs> if for any reason at all. Actually, you mentioned that Amazon's crushing uh, UPS, but they actually, didn't they? Fi the final deal with the FedEx uh, died. There's no more FedEx ground. FedEx Air was stopped uh, a few months ago. Huh. 
Because Amazon's just basically doing it themselves. They bought planes or leased planes. They don't buy planes. And they have mm-hmm. trucks now and vans and mm-hmm. even people in 1986 El Caminos delivering <laughs> packages for them. You never know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of getting to the point where, you know, anybody just throws a sign in the front of their car like Uber and Lyft. They don't actually. That's the thing. Amazon. They're unmarked. I think Amazon needs like a like a chicken delight. Uh, thing on top of the hood or something that says I'm delivering for Amazon because it's a little weird when somebody pulls up in an unmarked car into your driveway okay, and throws a package at you. So the, you know the one time you shouldn't answer your doorbell? When? Whenever you just won $3 million yeah. in Fortnite. Landshark, Candy Graham. <laughs> because apparently the guy that won $3 million on Fortnite got swatted. Oh. So, so this was a story. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy's 16-year-old kid. And uh, he did something that made every parent in America sigh, which is he won $3 million in a Fortnite competition, mm-hmm. which meant that every teenage kid has been telling their folks, oh, no, really, I, can, I'm gonna, I love it. I'm going to make a living at this. Now they go, see, see? And every parent's going, oh, my God. Your kid, does your kid play Fortnite yet, Denise? Oh, he sort of uh, played Fortnite when Fortnite was sweeping globally. He's already moved um, on? Oh, wow. It kind of, yeah. Oh. He, I know he was <laughs> I mean, a Minecraft. For this kid I know he was into Minecraft. What does he? What does he do now? Uh, gaming wise. Oh God, you're gonna. I I can't out him now. He'll be embarrassed if I tell you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's just say it's we, summertime and people get outside. Is it My Little Pony? Can we paste no. it in the chat? <laughs> there was for a while. I don't know if they're still around. The My Little Bronies. You knew about them, right? They were adult men who liked My Little Pony. It's a thing. It's a thing. So, so, well, Leah doesn't play uh, Fortnite, thank the Lord. She plays Minecraft and Roblox what? or whatever. Those are both, I Roblox. think, good constructive games because you have to – mm, So besides, we're going to get into this story. But the one thing about that whole the kid won $3 million, tennis players don't make that much money to win a, a tournament. Golf players don't make that much money to win a tournament. This kid made that much money. And the thing about that whole tournament that I didn't really care, if that's your thing, you make money at it, God bless you. Great. This is America. But the one kid, he got sixth place, and he was uncontrollably shaking and crying in his father's arms because he got sixth place. And his dad's just holding him. And he's literally, they're just shaking. They're both crying. And guess how much money they made? They made $900,000. What? I would throw my daughter on the floor and be like, get up, we just made 900 grand. Don't cry. Stop crying. Sixth place is great. I'm usually first, second, That's almost a million. But sixth place? I'm like, stop crying. Daddy, no, we're good, son. Son, you are the best son, any son in the world. It was... Oh, I just they, they assumed when shaking. you said was tears bad. were involved, it was tears of joy. No, no, no they were up, they were up. <laughs> so up I wanted the really big yeah. trophy, Daddy. I wanted the trophy taller than me, please, Daddy, please. Five hundred thousand dollars. He was still freaking out. I'm like, no. kid. So kid. this poor kid. I'm not going to say his name, uh, but according to Kotaku, he was streaming a Fortnite game Sunday. Mm. People were watching the stream. And he abruptly left his desk, just like Denise Howell when the DoorDash guy comes. <laughs> and his father was coming to tell him that armed police were at the front door. This oh. is a big problem on Twitch mm-hmm. and other streaming services where they swat you. It's terrible. Yeah. And as we know, swatting is risky. People can die. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention the fact that it pulls law enforcement off of real crimes. Right. Uh, and it's expensive. Um, that was definitely a new one he could be heard saying on the stream. I got swatted. Mm. I was lucky because the one officer lives in our neighborhood. 
We got swatted once at the brick house. Really? And fortunately, the Petaluma police are kind of lackadaisical. <laughs> so a couple of detectives came. They said, is everything all right? <laughs> yeah. We're going to get some dogs just to search, just in case. But, you know, we figured it was bogus. Oh, man. So. Um, wow. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Um, he had appeared on The Tonight Show to talk with Jimmy Fallon about his win. Uh, so he's very public. And of course, you know, mm -hmm. this is the problem. I think gamer culture is a little toxic. There's a whole section in today's uh, Sunday Times mm -hmm. about Gamergate. Today is the fifth anniversary of the beginning of Gamergate. Yeah. Brianna Wu has a piece mm -hmm. in it about how it's not getting any better. Mm -hmm. uh, they talk about the initial, uh, you know, the Zoe Quinn who mm -hmm. had left. Th this is how it all started. Zoe Quinn had a bad breakup. And her 20-something boyfriend wrote a 10,000-word screed against her. Five years ago, a series of vile events changed the way we fight online. Actually, they did a... This is interesting. They did a... Uh, one of the Times does these animated uh, editorials online. Mm -hmm. But uh, poor Zoe Quinn never went home. She was visiting friends in San Francisco. She just... She didn't even go back to her home. Mm -hmm. And uh, Charlie Wartzels, who's been doing some great work, I think, for the New York Times. Uh, this is technically an opinion piece, but it is a history of Gamergate. Mm -hmm. And it does feel like that this community is a little bit toxic. Well, I'll also well, so, say, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go, and then I will. It, it, it's not even just the gamer community. I just got done talking to my daughter about um, a girl who does a tutorial videos, and a guy asked her out. She said, no, thank you. And then she ended up getting killed by this person who ended up stalking her, finding her, hey. and killing her via the internet. So it... It's so bad when you're out there publicly putting yourself out there. Like there needs to be something where like if oh doctor was my name, maybe you should just stop giving out real names or something because it, the more you're online, it only takes one crazy person or one jealous person to destroy your life. Like you said, luckily no one was hurt in this instance, but it's it's not even just video games. It's just being online and being popular and either desirable in some form or fashion. It's really creepy right now what's going on with the internet we, we need to figure out a way to fix it i don't know how you I, do it I agree. but it's like uh i mean there's always been a little bit of this in the world what do they call it prairie dogging if you stick your head up if you become known people tend to want to cut it off there's always been a little bit of that world but the, i think part of the problem is that this, it's twitter especially but 8chan and 4chan and other and reddit uh, kind of are become a big lever a big megaphone mm -hmm. that can really hype this up much more than just somebody being mean at work. Mm -hmm. Oh, you won $3 million. <laughs> Good for you. Mm -hmm. um, that can yeah. really escalate to something much, much, much worse. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I kind of blame social media. But on the other hand, what are you going to do? I mean, uh, you can't. Can they can can Facebook, Twitter control it? That 8chan is pretty much shut down. But that didn't mean that zero 8chan wasn't started and mm -hmm. take take it up mm -hmm. right immediately the same way. It's kind of the the nature of the world we live in. So what I was thinking is certainly the behavior is is something that can't be tolerated, and and as our doctor was saying, needs needs to be addressed one way or another, and it's a hard nut to crack. But from a tech policy and privacy standpoint, another thing we probably could come at is the fact that traditionally property ownership records are public. That's the and problem. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, doctor can be oh, doctor, but how long before he's doxed? 
Oh, right. well, I, I live on a black site and no one can actually find my address, but that's just me. <laughs> but I, if you I, buy I'm a house, you're right, Denise. If you buy a house, the problem was in the old days, it went to the county seat and it was on a piece of paper at the county seat. But then there's companies like Spokio that send people out to every county seat and record all this stuff and put it online. Do you change the right. laws, Denise? Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe it's time to start thinking about, uh, you know, I know people have been appalled for years at at what can be uh, found out about them just through simple web searching. And one of the primary things that can be found out is if you own property and your name is on the deed, as it tends to be, or some, you know, entity that you're involved in is on the deed, uh, then you can easily is be it, linked to that. Let property. me ask you, because Denise is a professional lawyer. I'm asking for a friend. Is it possible to buy a home without your name being on the record? Like, is it possible to buy under a holding company or something that can't be traced back to you? Uh, sure. Uh, you, you can have a corporation own property. But then people uh, go look then, up the corporate you know, records. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're determined enough to... What, to did, what did Johnny Depp could, do? I don't know. What did Johnny Depp do? <laughs> I don't know. I just figured if you're a movie star, you're not going to buy a house in the name Johnny Depp, right? Do you have your uh, agent, your manager buy it? Right. I, I think, you know, and isn't that sad that we're we're talking about what do ordinary uh, people living their lives who are not Johnny Depp have That's to do the to problem. That Brianna yeah. Wu and Zoe Quinn don't have the resources that a movie star does to hide their traces. So they're easily doxable. The thing that drives me crazy, what you were just talking about um, finding online, it's not even so easy to find out someone's address online, but there's all these websites that for $34, yes. they'll do a background check, but yes. they'll do stuff for you. Like that's something we should cut down on because if you had to actually do the work yourself, people would probably give up on it. But if they're looking at a site and they're like, oh, for five ninety nine, I can get your phone number, your address and relatives. Okay, sure. I'll go pay for that. Like it's it's really I don't know it's really weird really weird. I do I do want yeah, to point yeah, out that, that I think comes back to what's going to be public information because that's just somebody willing to do the work for you and then you pay them for it yeah. right. So if the information is available, someone's going to go find it. Yeah. I should point out that Congress uh, is asking is subpoena the owner of H and Jim Watkins. He'll be appearing before Congress on September fifth. Uh, he himself says, I, I, I really don't like what's happened, and he shut it down. He said, I wish I never started it. Mm. But he also pointed out, and quite rightly, as soon as I shut down, which he did, somebody else will come along, and there is, in fact, zero 8chan, mm. which is the same thing. Mm. So it's pretty hard. I mean, you cannot... The, the nature of the Internet is anybody can create an account. Mm -hmm. Even if Twitter starts to shut down neo-Nazis, they just create a new account. It doesn't... Okay, so I'll I'll try to give a hopeful framing please, on the last please, Matt. little bit, which is um, it feels like companies were not thinking about all of the sort of digital smog that they were creating and the externalities and the and the byproducts and the sludge and all of the. You bad were at Google early on, yeah. And what were those conversations like? Part, there was a, there was a story uh, I think maybe Carolyn McCarthy wrote it about Google Plus and how they were just trying to copy Facebook. I loved that story. Yeah, and how they missed out on. They could have created something different, better, where the interactions would be healthier and you wouldn't have as much of Well, the and because Google Plus had the tools necessary, yeah. users could block people from commenting. They, right. You had actually, it was so much better than Twitter. Yeah, Mike Elgin would always... Mike and I and others yeah. have said for years, uh, we, were, we were extremely disappointed that Google 
didn't keep Google Plus going. It, I know they still use it internally. Well, and I, I, I don't think it's the end of the world for Google Plus to go away. But if what happens out of the last year or two is new companies realize that they need to think about the holistic aspect of their their footprint and the implications of how people interact with each other online, yeah. maybe the pendulum is starting to swing the other way where we, you know, we start to see safer spaces or smaller spaces or more fragmented spaces where you don't have some of the same, uh, you know, negative side effects that we currently have on social media. So before, before we switch topics going into exactly what you were just saying, does anybody have the new Instagram where they don't show likes yet? No. Mm. Nope. Okay, so Instagram, you know, Instagram's doing a thing where they're trying different countries and they're not showing likes anymore. So people don't have anxiety and stress and they're cutting down on the dopamine and your addiction and to need to have likes and all this kind of stuff. And they say they want it to be for health, mental health and anxiety and stress. and They're trying to cut down on it, which I personally don't believe at all. I feel like that's like a sham because it's owned by Facebook. So it sounds great. But uh, I don't like it at all. I don't. I don't like that idea. I don't like that premise. I don't like that thing. I haven't seen it yet. But what you were just talking about is a company, quote unquote, saying that they're trying to make it better for people's mental health and mindset, and not wanting to one up each other. I think it's about the fact that they're losing out on um, branding, marketing, and advertising dollars. Because if I am a person with a million followers and I get 200,000 likes, the brand could come directly to me instead of running trash Instagram ads through the feed. They can get something organic through me. But if they can't get the likes, then I can't prove that I'm worth the value that they're paying me. So then they might just go back to Instagram and say, okay, we're going to run whatever kind of ads you want us to run. So I also I'm think that, that, that works. Face, what are the things Facebook does? And Instagram's a Facebook company. Uh, in fact, they're going to rename it Instagram by Facebook for reasons I don't <laughs> yeah. fully understand. Uh, one of the things Facebook does is the minimum to deflect uh, like, oh, well, hey, we're, we're getting rid of likes as if that would have anything to do with influencers. And mm. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it's an economic thing. Oh, doctor. But I also think it's just like, well, we're doing something. Twitter does that, too. Yeah, we're doing something. It's the least they do the least they can do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to make any difference at all. I mean, how does getting rid of the likes do anything to reduce the value of influencers? You still get rid of the follower count, maybe. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the follower count. Are they thinking about that? I don't think so. No. Because then if ever, if you don't know how many followers somebody has, you don't know if they're an influencer. Mm-hmm. Right? They could just be a regular person. They could be somebody normal. Yeah. What's up with <laughs> Who that? Who poses like this? <laughs> I don't know that, that that would have helped this Fortnite kid, though, right? No, I no, feel bad for that no, kid. Fair. But, you know, win, win $3 million, welcome to the world. This is not going to go well. Do you know right. a single lottery winner who's happy? <laughs> on, on the gaming aspect of this story, do you guys know that UC Irvine, which is our local UC here in Orange County, has a full-on esports arena that they have what? built? What? <laughs> with, 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 with taxpayers' money, no less. Yes. They've well, got one here yes. on the East Coast of Philadelphia. It's $3.4 million on the taxpayers' dime. They built one out here, too. It'll be opening next year. There's a whole thing. I'm sure they got donations. Yeah, secondary (laughs) cities. I'm sure. 
like uh, Fresno, Texas, or somewhere. Like, there's a whole bunch of places looking to use esports as the, a way to revitalize their cities. But I don't understand a university doing it. <laughs> here's the it's here's the site. It's esports.uci.edu, mm-hmm. and it's a very nice, fancy site. They do say it's uh, powered by iBuyPower, which so they have yeah. they have a name. They have sponsorship. They have yeah, a name <laughs> competition. Okay. All, all of all every sports arena academics. in America has a every sports arena in America has a name on it, Smoothie Center, whatever. Yeah. They smoothie, pay for the naming rights of that. The the the, the <laughs> city though Center. pays it, for the stadium. More power to UCI as far as I'm concerned. They are not exactly a sports powerhouse. So if this can be their sport. <laughs> oh, <right>? is that <laughs> it? But then they show like they say academics and they show a guy working on brains. I don't think that's in the esports <laughs> thing. I don't know. I mean, they just kind of threw that one in. Apparently, you can get a degree in esports from UCI. Okay, does anybody else remember the Far Side cartoon from 1990 where Gary Larson was like in the year 2005, <laughs> like people will make $100,000 playing Mario You've Brothers. You got it. You yeah. pulled it up. And mm-hmm. it's like Nintendo expert needed $50,000 salary plus car, you know. Fast forward 20 years, (laughs) UCI Esports to offer scholarships for top Super Smash Brothers Ultimate players. I mean, you know. Mom, look, I got a scholarship. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, The Nintendo World Championship Esports event is coming up. uh, On CBS, August 25th. Yes. What well, is, I feel like we're doing a good public service announcement for the offspring of our listeners here. Well, and apparently yeah. esports brings in like, I mean, if you, okay, so the, what is it? Patriot Act is the Netflix show. He talked about video game industry and he was saying that video games now bring in more than like the NBA, oh, yeah. NHL, oh, like yeah. all of the movies all put together. So, so it, I, I recently had a job interview, my first job interview in 10 years. A recruiter reached out to me to do social media for the Sixers. I don't know if I got the job. I probably won't because I'm crazy. But when I went there to go meet them, I met three guys that work for the Sixers as the Sixers sports team to play 2K as the Sixers. They travel around and do tournaments across the country. (laughs) And these three dudes are like two times bigger than me. And like when I like you wouldn't, it doesn't matter, but they're decked out and like. $300 $300 Jordans, like, these guys are bawling out of control, making money. Like I was like, yeah, how much money do you make? He's like, oh, we make anywhere between two hundred fifty to 500000 a year, but then we do our own tournaments what? where we can make double that. And I'm like, they're paying you to play basketball and pretend to be the stars that they actually have on the court? <laughs> I, I wasted so much of my youth. All right, you got to tell your daughter, you got to tell your daughter uh, that there will be $6,000 scholarships uh, you have to uh, try out for the. There's apparently uh, UC Irvine wants to have a Super Smash Brothers team. Mm. Uh, the Smash community at UCI is one of the biggest, and most passionate gaming clubs on campus. They already offer scholarships to League of Legends and Overwatch players. <laughs> so they got a donor from LA Weekly. The CEO of LA Weekly is apparently a big gamer. There's no coach for the team. UCI Esports will provide staff to coordinate practice times, travel, social media, equipment needs. That's the job I need to get. I want to be their coach. I want to be the I trainer. I want to be. I want to the guy who runs out, gives him a squirt with a water bottle in between <laughs> sessions. I just gotta hype him up. I'm like, yeah, you're doing great, man. I'm gonna tape him up, sure give him a shot or something. Little make steroids sure in the uh, after the game. In the wrist. You know I mean? How make the wrist sure feeling, Johnny? That's right. 
Players are expected uh, to practice. Oh, get ready for this. You're expected to practice 10 to 15 hours a week and maintain a 2.0 GPA. <laughs> Not a, oh, my. God, what? I thought you 2. were going to say 10 to 15 hours a day, and I was going to say, yeah, that's more like it. More <laughs> like it. You mean I can only play 15 hours a week? Coach, put me in. <laughs> but that 2.0 GPA, that could be. I feel like we're living in, uh, you know what? I am an old man now. <laughs> I am an old man now. I understand why all my elders, when I was a kid, were saying, you kids and your rock and roll. I don't get it. I don't get the world we've created. What is this? This makes no sense. And and by the way, what is a 2.0 GPA? Yeah, that's... Is that a D average? What is that? Please have a pulse. That's a C average. average? Please have a pulse and be 15 hours of Mario. On the other hand, I would I would rather watch a good speed run of Portal Two than like. All right, that's NFL. true. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, that's more interesting. I'm yeah. sending this to our son. <laughs> He's actually pretty good at uh, Super Smash Brothers. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you sit back and think about our traditional, hugely uh, commercially successful world of sports, uh, is there anything more ridiculous about Super Mario than football? It's less dangerous. That's true. Let's watch let's watch the recruitment video. Are you ready? Here we go. Turn up the sound. Do you think you have what it takes to join UCI Esports? Uh, you're not you're not hearing me? Are you not feeling me, man? Our program focuses on five pillars. Yeah, let me start over again. I guess start. Love the high fives. Esports. Yeah. Esports. Hi, my name is Mark Deppie, and I'm the director of the UCI Esports program, and I want to talk a little bit about What do you think he tells his mother he does for a living? <laughs> Uh, I coach uh, sports. On the other hand, my mom doesn't really know what I do for a living. That's true. I'm like, <laughs> you know, network ports fixing together. Yeah, so. That's true. Our program focuses on five pillars. Competition, academics and research, community, research. entertainment, and careers. I Our have researched pillar. what the best kill shot is for <laughs> the plumber. And I believe I will write a thesis. Our competition is kind of the sizzle that ties the whole program together. We want our teams to compete against the best college teams. Uh, I'm going to take Trash Talk 201. Uh, world. When we recruit like players, up- we're looking for many things. We're looking for strong students that have a great academic background and can demonstrate that they yeah, can... Yeah, if you can get a 2.0, man, you're in. ...successful at UC Irvine. We're looking for... Top- well, okay, I shouldn't I shouldn't make fun of this. You know what I hear? What I hear is we should have this week in video game esports because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. apparently uh, lots of sponsors will be like... Uh, I think we already uh, <laughs> yeah. we already pitching that. Uh, okay. And I'm not willing to write off their ability to do meaningful research. Gamification is a thing. Okay, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just what we need, more people with PhDs in gamification. Yeah. Let's make <laughs> more of the internet uh, addictive. But for good. But for, for good. Addictive for good. <laughs> is the VA website going to have gamification? Uh, Are you working on that? First, uh, it's good to have the VA site where everybody can use it on a mobile phone <laughs> yeah. and everybody's happy with yeah. it. They yeah. don't have to fill out paper forms. Responsive design was an early goal. That's an early goal. Yeah. Maybe maybe later. Gamification, gamification. Later. <laughs> Wow. Talk I to just, UCI. I, yeah, really? You'll know where to get those graduates. Mm-hmm. Is that Now, I'd be curious because what do they say about employment prospects? To the, I guess it's, I mean, are you going to, uh, you're right. It's just like sports recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's bigger than the NBA, maybe you should do it. Mm-hmm. What a world. Right, because there are pro leagues these people will go on to. 
presumably. For all of us that are not six feet tall. You know, <laughs> yeah. Now it's a little tubby. A little tubby. Yeah. Uh, you know, really good at sitting down. <laughs> That's me. I got a giant thumb. It's good. Good carpal tunnel action. Good flexion. Fast flexion. So, Yahoo bought Tumblr. Marissa Meyer really trying to beef up the Yahoo brand for $1.1 billion. $1.1 billion. Uh, Yahoo was eventually sold to Verizon for, what was it? It was a lot. $3 billion, something like that? Uh, that's a good It question. was pretty good. I, I, think, I think Marissa got out unscathed. But Verizon couldn't figure out what the hell to do with Tumblr. So they, first of all, they realized, oh, it's a porn site. We just bought a porn site. One third of all of uh, Tumble logs, Tumblr law blogs were uh, were adult content. So they banned that. Lost one third of their audience. Now they lost more than one third of their audience. <laughs> really? You think? I, I I discussed this like a long time ago. We're on here. I used to use Tumblr as a funnel for web traffic. Simply because of that, like you could, I'm not going to go into details of stuff that I would do, but you could mix and match content and you could drive people to click on anything you wanted them to click on via Tumblr. Once they shut Tumblr down and tried to make it quote unquote kid friendly, not only did they take off the adult content, they took off a lot of the content, just content. adult meme content. Yeah. Some things that weren't even sexual, like porn, but they just deemed inappropriate. So they cut off massive amounts of free-flowing content that used to flow through Tumblr. My daughter's website is actually... I loved uh, Tumblr. Corner. I yeah. remember, you know, like Marco she, she, Arman and uh, David Karp created something great. They were they got a good exit. They sold it to Yahoo for, in 2013 yeah. for $1.1 $1. $1 It's an Instagram. And even before they took the stuff off, like, she never saw anything bad no. on there because they had the filter. You follow what yeah. you follow, and that's, you don't yeah. see anything. Well, not even on that. You just had a filter that said no you adult. see adult content yeah. or not, and people would usually respectfully mark their stuff and, you know, you never see anything. But once they took that off, it just, you know, it's downhill. Yahoo uh, wrote down the site's value by $230 million three years later, sold to Verizon, 1.8 uh, revenue within uh, the Verizon Media Group, now formerly Oath, Okay, there was another bad thing. Verizon decided to name the whole thing Oath for reasons no one understands. Uh, it was $1.8 in the second quarter, so that's not bad. But finally, Verizon said, look, we got to get, they got to unload this Tumblr thing. Hmm. So they and sold we've it. We've been talking about toxicity on Twitter, but lest we forget, but for Twitter, we couldn't get hot takes like Dieter Bonds, where he tweeted, Tumblr sold for the cost of two-bedroom San Francisco home in Noe Valley. That's right. <laughs> we don't know the exact figure, but the, the Washington, Wall Street Journal is saying $2 million for this formerly valued at $1 billion company. Leo, well, yeah, we could have bought that thing, turned porn back on, flipped it for another billion. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's literally all you had to do, Uncle Leo. If I had known, I would have. They, they wanted more than that to buy the brick house. So WordPress.com's parent company, Automatic, bought it. Uh, which actually is great. Yeah. Uh, Matt Mullenweg uh, says we're not turning the porn back on. But WordPress, I think it actually makes sense. WordPress has a platform that's probably a little more beefy for people who need more capability. Tumblr, anybody could quickly and easily set up a blog. I loved having a Tumblr. Mm -hmm. um, so I had quit my Tumblr account a long time ago. Uh, not because of the adult stuff, but just because I was when I quit Facebook and Instagram, I just quit all of that stuff. I signed up again as soon as I heard this. I said, good. Mm. 
I couldn't get leo.tumblr.com back. Somebody took it, but I have chieftwit.tumblr.com, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it's still got great mobile apps. Mm -hmm. It's a it, it's an easy site to create a blog in. I think mm -hmm. um, I have a feeling if anybody should know what to do with it, uh, it's authentic. I mean, um, automatic. And, but, for, and for 10 bucks one-time payment, you can put your own domain on there anyway. You right. That's what I had. I, it was tumbleo.com, which I there you go. I think I'm going to bring back. <laughs> Tumbleo. Tumbleo. So big, you know, I don't mind that Verizon lost their shirt on it, frankly. I'm always happy to see Verizon in pain. But it's the circle of life. It's the circle of you life. No, Yahoo paid five billion for Mark Cuban's oh thing. Oh my god! Right, Whatever so. happened to Broadcast.com? Uh, mm. Maybe it's a park domain now. Mm. We should check. Yeah, that's a good idea. No, it just Yahoo. takes you to Yahoo.com. Broadcast.com wow. is now Yahoo.com. It's an expensive wow. domain name. Yeah. Is it? Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah, three billion, <laughs> five billion, five billion. Wow. And then Yahoo got sold for $5 billion. You always want to sell at the peak. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right, let's take a break, and then uh, we're going to come back. There's some Apple news. I'm studiously avoiding the Wired story, Three Years of Misery Inside Google. <laughs> it hurts. It's a little too close to home. But Matt Cutts read it. I'll ask you what you think. And we have a Googler in the audience who doesn't look evil at all. So there, yeah. right? Actually, I thought the article was very positive about Google because it real what it really said is that employees at Google, unlike, say, employees at the Amazon Fulfillment Center, have a voice mm -hmm. and can stand up and can walk out and can say, no, we don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. We don't want it to be this way. Uh, in fact, they, there's a quote that's, well, we'll get to it in a second. <laughs> I, I, I'll talk about it in just a bit. Our show today brought to you by My Mattress. Everybody has a Casper, right? You don't? All right, let me tell you about Casper. You ought to get a Casper. It's the best mattress out there. Casper uh, was started by some guys who said, you know, there. this is actually the best stuff in Silicon Valley comes out of this kind of notion that there are places in the economy that are inefficient where you're spending more than you ought to. And a mattress is, man, they were the worst. Because basically a mattress company would make a mattress and then – sell it to a mattress showroom would market would double the cost mattress showroom takes half so that means you're paying twice as much as you need to for the mattress and what do you get from a mattress showroom the privilege of lying on the mattress for a minute in broad daylight with a salesperson staring at you you can't even take off your shoes i mean it's ridiculous it's not a good way to test a mattress but that's a problem because people want to do that. So Casper said, well, we could get rid of the middleman. We could sell really beautiful premium mattresses for a fraction of what they cost in the store. But people do want to lie on it, right? So what we're going to do, and this was brilliant. Now everybody's doing it. They started this. We're going to give people 100 nights. If you don't like it after 100 nights, you buy your Casper. Free delivery, painless returns in the U.S. and Canada, a 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. So if you don't like it after 100 nights, they'll come and get it. Here's my Casper. I just got the new one. Oh, I love this. Casper just introduced their hybrid mattress collection. Now, I've had a Casper forever, and I love the Casper. But the hybrid mattress does something interesting. They brought back springs. So they've always had this award-winning durable foam mattresses, but now they've added durable yet gentle springs in the mattress this new innovation gives you luxurious comfort, resilient support, elevated lift for active support, all body types. I'm a little heavier than my wife, but the springs really help. Look how comfy that looks. Oh, it's so nice. 
Increased airflow within the spring network so you sleep even cooler. That's one of the best things about Casper mattresses. We know sleeping cool is an important part of sleeping well. And then this is for me because when I get up out of bed, I would roll off the mattress because the edge wouldn't you know, be firm. It'd be the same softness. Now, with the springs, you have enhanced edge support, firmer perimeters that makes it easier to get in and out of bed. This new Casper mattress is awesome. I just got it. As you saw, I tried it out. As always, though, I don't know how they do this. Even though they've got springs in it, it still comes in this surprisingly compact box, which makes it very easy. Don't do what I did. I opened the mattress in the foyer. Big mistake. Because then I had to manhandle it into the bedroom. Bring it into the bedroom and open it. I Just a little tip, something I've learned. <laughs> but I have to say, when, I, when my son went to college, we got him a Casper. He was able to get up three flights in the dorm, get a nice comfy mattress. And it was so affordable that when he was ready to leave after four years, he said, should I take it with me? I said, no, leave it. We'll get you a new one. Let the next kid enjoy your Casper mattress. I love it. Even with the springs, the Caspers are the hybrid mattresses are amazingly compact. They arrive on your doorstep. You open the box. You've got a great night's sleep. And by the way, no airing out. No, I've I've had mattresses, fancy, expensive mattresses from big brands where you really didn't want to sleep on it for the first week because it smelled bad. Not the Casper. Smells great, feels great, sleeps cool, supports you, and yet gives. It's amazing. Get a Casper mattress today. You save $100 towards select mattresses by going to casper.com slash twit1 and use the promo code twit1 at checkout. $100 off select mattresses. Go to casper.com slash twit1. Promo code is twit1. You got to use that to get the $100. That's the best deal they've had. Some terms and conditions apply. Casper, C-A-S-P-E-R. Not like the ghost. Casper.com slash twit1. Promo code twit one we are probably in all likelihood only a couple of weeks off from the new iphone the note 10 comes i get my note 10 thursday nice the new iphone fast company thinks september 10th that makes a lot of sense uh that's the second tuesday in september that seems like a reasonable time rumor mill has been going crazy, not only with this year's iPhone, they're already starting to talk about the 2020 iPhone, which is really nuts. Because um, that's the one that's going to make a difference. This one's going to be the same iPhone as the last iPhone. Probably. thinner, lighter, better, sexier. Same, same. More cameras. Hmm. Better camera. Isn't that all that really yeah. matters in a modern smartphone is how good the camera is? Battery life. If it did, then the Pixel oh. would be the number one phone in the world because oh. that's the camera that really matters. Oh, I, think I found he's a friend. Right. I, I think found he's a friend. Right. I, think he's right. yeah. I I just I so I I get review units. I don't make videos and stuff because I'm just lazy. So I just usually do like behind the scenes reviews. I gave that phone to four different people and they loved it. The Pixel uh, XL 3A mm -hmm. is just superior. What that phone does as far as photography with one lens, it, with one lens. And so, at the end of the day, if they have better marketing. Or if they just say, you know what, forget this. We're going to sell this to you and charge you triple the rate. That camera is the best camera on a phone, Okay. period. But I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, here we go. The hardware is crappy. I love the camera, oh. but it, the, it, oh. it's, it, it kills background processes like that, right? They still haven't fixed that. The hardware is not the greatest hardware. But the camera. On the, on but the, the camera. Oh, nice. And it has a dedicated oh. camera chip, which the A does not. Mm -hmm. No, I'll, I'll grant you that. 
But I have to say, there is something to be said. Now, this is the S10. The Note will have it with multiple lenses. Mm. So with one lens, you get one focal length. This one, I have telephoto, you know, zoom in, mm. normal and wide, super wide. I can get this whole studio in, and that's the lens. It's optical. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I agree with you, Doctor, that the software in the Pixel 3 is mm. second to none. The engine that they put in there, the extra hardware, the, the chip, that makes a big difference. And, and but I think that even in the Galaxy uh, S10 Plus, the night sight, which they just put out mm-hmm. in their July update, is uh, I think it's as good as I think it's as good as Google's. Uh, it's not. It's not. You can say that, but it's not. <laughs> aesthetically, Samsung makes the best looking phones. Yep. Period. Their yep. phones aesthetically Beautiful. look sexy Beautiful phone. and appealing. Beautiful Apple. Phone. You know how much RAM is phone? in this phone? 12 oh, gigabytes. You know how much Apple, storage is in this phone? Look, stop a terabyte. Making stuff, <laughs> stop making up stuff that I don't care about. The Pixel 3, their only problem was that horrible notch that they made. If they would have made a sexy phone, notch is awful. we would all had that. So the 4 coming up, and I'm going to... Why are you getting no me so notch, mad, Leo? No notch in the 4. The, just, no a big, in the four. just a big chin. You can you can tell me or all is that you a want forehead? about those I'm sorry. Just a big forehead. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you don't lie about that camera and that phone because it's not... About the size of the boat, it's about the motion and the ocean. So you can say what you want to. I'm telling you, the Pixel has the best okay. camera. There's a good camera in that Leo phone. three, Odakta one. I'm just I'm not saying. saying it's not good. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying it's not the best. Denise, we can escape with a zero score. We we just have to. It's not too late to be politically incorrect. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Hey, All right. um, I didn't even know that the next iPhone was coming out so soon until we started prepping for it. It's the a little show weird today. when so you think about that, but of course, every September. Yeah. yeah. Are they really? But what gonna- I, I'm wondering if any of you know whether Apple is paying attention to any of the facial recognition issues, biometric privacy issues. Mm. You know, they did, they did some pretty uh, revolutionary hardware stuff with um, the 10. Mm. So I'm wondering if you've seen any coverage of that with the 11 hmm. their, their main focus Cricket. is selling units they're not selling units like they're supposed to right now no but they're selling That's, services they're making more money per user so oh yeah they will they, they especially with that credit card popping off that's going to be i love john gruber who's normally an apple shill right really loves the apple he loves the apple i wouldn't call him a shill okay yeah. he loves the apple <laughs> there's loves, a fine line he between loves him a good apple loving a good apple <laughs> Loving him really good and being a shill. But, okay, I'll grant you. I think he's, it's authentic. He's authentic. Yeah. He says the billboards, Apple billboards should have said, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone, except for some of your Siri recordings, which we listen to. Uh, he was a, actually a little bit harsh this week on Apple. Siri, privacy, and trust. He says, uh, you know, Google, he even praises Google. Who would have thought? He praises Google because Google says, uh, yeah, we record uh, your voice when you use Google uh, Assistant and we save it and you can even go here and listen to your recordings and yes, humans will listen to it uh, and uh, but you could turn that off and you can delete them. He says that's what Google did. Apple doesn't even do that. Apple should he says the until the opt- opt-in process is crystal clear, Apple should delete all existing recordings and confirm it's no longer saving them. They were keeping copies with identifying information for six months until The Guardian published their story last week. 
He says this defies everyone's expectations for privacy for a voice assistant, and he says especially for Apple, and that's the key. Apple, is it reasonable to hold Apple to a higher standard because they're, they're, they champion privacy? He says Apple literally advertises on the basis of its user-focused privacy policies. And they All tell I know is how much they're going to hear from some EU regulators. Before yeah, hmm. he says uh, on the uh, assistant on on. Um, let me see. Let me find find this here on um, iOS. Uh, let me find this. Here it is. Compare and contrast with iOS's transcript feature for voicemail. Okay, so this is the voicemail transcriptions at the very bottom of every transcription on iOS. The iOS asks whether the transcription was useful or not useful. If you tap either of those, you get a very explicit prompt. Help improve trans transcriptions? Question mark. Would you like to submit this voicemail to Apple to improve accuracy? Recordings will only be used to improve the quality of speech recognition in Apple products. And here's a sentence he really likes. Do not submit recordings if you believe the speaker would be uncomfortable with you submitting the content to Apple. That's good. That's the way it should be. That's not what they do with Siri. Especially when Apple goes out of their way to tell you that they're coming up with ways to give out fake emails to keep privacy from third party and app developers like that. But they're out there doing whatever they want to do. They're, they're they so champion that other companies are trying to steal your information and we're going to protect you from that. But then they can go do what they want to do and not be responsible, which is America. OK, but. Now I'm going to praise Apple for a second, which feels really weird. I'm like in a no. I love here. it. I'm like, I love this, it. What is this muscle? Okay, but <laughs> you know, if if in good faith somebody made a mistake and there's room to improve and they apologize and do improve it, and like fix we've, it. We've seen people make mistakes, fix it, and actually get more goodwill win from being like, oh, you know what? We did want to put that as a core or a pillar, and we didn't do as well as we could. Right. Like, this represents a really interesting opportunity. At it the, is. At the point where you lose Daring Fireball, like, yeah. there's yeah. probably alarm bells going you off bet. within parts of Apple. That's, you bet. At that point, you hire O Doctor. Run it by us. <laughs> Should we just call it odoctorapologizes.com? No, that won't work. you got to have... Um, now, I'm, I'm going to work on Uncle Lee. I'm going to come here and start Apologies pitching. Apologies as a service. A A A S S. Oh no! Uh oh. <laughs> Sensitivity you know as a service. Needs, my 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 first five thousand dollar check is going to be from Twit TV <laughs> and Leo Laporte. Okay, that's, that's going to be we my realize. first check. Right oh, doctorsass.com. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> you're you're four and one. Uh, four and one, huh? <laughs> Okay. Oh man. Get the I, domain. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh Apple is suing a company named Corellium because their Corellium is doing iOS in virtualization. Corellium is a mobile device virtualization company that supports iOS. They say they're the first and only platform that offers iOS, Android and Linux virtualization on ARM. Apple says you can't virtualize our stuff. Because that means you're using our code. Mm. Corellium's business, Apple's suit says, is based entirely on commercializing the illegal replication of the copyrighted operating system and applications that run on Apple's iPhone, iPad, and other Apple devices. It's a virtual version. We've seen these. We've seen this before, right, Denise? There was a company that was doing Windows virtualization that Microsoft shut down. Mm. Yeah, and I think Apple probably wouldn't have much trouble getting it shut down. The, the sort of side effect of 
that if they were to get case law on it, I immediately thought of um, game emulations that people are doing to try and keep old games alive that um, mm. are no longer supported by their developers, mm-hmm. but still have avid players. Yeah. Um, there's a museum in Oakland called the Maid. I forget what that stands for. Uh, museum something digital art. Uh, anyway, uh, it's it's uh, that's one of its projects is helping keep old games alive. So um, I think that Apple will, you know, probably squash this. But if it does, you know, does it also squash sort of uh, from a legal precedential standpoint uh, the ability to do what the maid is doing? And, that's and really uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, or the it, Internet Archive. That's uh, so what I was just going to say. Yeah. Internet yeah. Archive is keeping a lot of these classic games mm-hmm. uh, alive for very, very good reason. They, um, uh, their art, they're, they're, I mean, it's as if uh, we printed books, but want, but you had to have a special reader to read the books. Mm-hmm. And once the reader was out of business, uh, you could yeah. never read the book again. Yeah. And yeah. and I think it's really important to remember that uh, these are these are more than just you know commerce. These are more than just capitalism. These are works of art, just like movies mm-hmm. are works right. of art. And you've got to preserve mm-hmm. them. There's got to be now somehow the Internet Archive gets away with this. Um, there's got to be. Well- yeah, there are exceptions for for things like search. Search does copying, right? Uh, and, and courts have, uh, you know, very early on carved out an exception. Well, this is something in the public interest, and uh, we're going to let that kind of copying happen because we need search, or else the internet is is nothing. Um, so hopefully, there would be room for that kind of development too. Um, but you know, it's sort of once something like this becomes law on the books, then it's something that has to be overcome by someone like the Internet Archive or yeah. made and hopefully um, won't give them too many headaches. I wish I could. Uh, I bookmarked this and I don't remember where I bookmarked it, but there I just found a site that keeps alive the old uh, user interfaces for Apple and Microsoft huh. and stuff like that. I think it might be part of the Internet uh, Archives, huh. but that's another example where that's part of culture. And I guess technically you could say it's a copyright violation. I, I would hope that Internet Archive is protected. I remember asking Brewster Kale, who founded it, and he said, we just don't think, of, we don't bother. We just copy everything <laughs> and not worry about it. But nobody, every, I think everybody recognizes there is a value yeah. uh, to it. There it is, the Vintage Operating System Archive. Huh. Is, it, is it also the fact that it's not trying to profit from it? Yeah. Yes, I think that's part of it. You bet. Right, Denise? Does that let you off the hook if you're not commercial? It doesn't let you off the hook, unfortunately, but it does factor in. The judge will consider I, I, I meant it. for the fact that a company wouldn't sue you because, you know, they're saying to themselves, okay, so you're preserving this information, but you're not selling it and making money. Like, I'm sure if they woke up the next day and they were making a billion dollars, they'd be like, yes. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a cut of that. I'd feel so, the same way. I would, If somebody wants to take all of our shows and put them on online, in fact, many people do, that's fine. If they make money on it, that's a violation of, and we're creative commons. We're not even, mm-hmm. you know, c- traditional copyright, but that's, a, you mm-hmm. know, that's, that seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, they should make more right things up. Creative Commons. That would solve that problem. Non-commercial attribution, share-alike, something like that. Well, the Apple situation is totally different because they're using it to make money. So, right. they, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I use business. this to make money. 
<laughs> Just don't take the ads out, baby. You can do anything you want with it. All right, three years of misery inside Google. We got to do it. Got to do it. I can't, you know. But I don't think this is a mean a mean article. This is uh, Natasha Tiku writing uh, on Wired, the happiest company in tech. And what it really is talking about is a Google that's a little different, and I bet a little different from when you worked at it, Matt. Yeah, I think so. Uh, employees walking out because uh, they don't want Google, for instance, to do uh, a defense contracting, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that Google's always been is respectful for their employees because, after all, the valuable asset of Google, the most valuable asset, is not the hard drives or the servers or even Sundar Pichai. It's the engineers mm -hmm. who write the code, who keep it running. Mm -hmm. And so... And more so than almost any other kind of company, the employees at Google have a lot of carry a lot of weight. They do carry a lot of weight, and it's super fascinating that um, the culture of empowerment, where people say they can push the big red button and say, "I think this is something evil," and I've seen that happen, where the company set a company wide goal, and then one engineer stood up and said, "I think this is actually an evil goal," and it kicked off a huge discussion, which changed. Actually, the course of how the company was planning to do some things. See, that's great. That's a healthy culture. But now Google is 100,000 people, and it's much harder to find, you know, what is the thing that every single person at Google is going to agree on? You're going to have folks all across the spectrum who have strong thoughts on all kinds of different topics. Well, and one of the problems uh, that she writes about in this is that the troubles began with in 2016 with the election of President Trump. Google wanted to keep as would any in business would want to do, a low profile. Not not be critical because the president and the government can really weigh in, as they have started to do now, on your business. Uh, it was kind of the strategy of Google, Google keep their head down. But then came very early on the Muslim ban, the immigration ban. And uh, Sergey Brin, one of the founders of Google, goes to the San Francisco airport and protests. He says he was very clear, I'm not going as the founder of Google, I'm going as a, as a private individual. Then there are walkouts at Google. Uh, employees uh, had a, uh, a protest on a Saturday night. Was it a Saturday night? It was after, shortly after the Saturday night protest at the airport. And uh, Sundar Pichai uh, kind of was collared. He went out and he spoke. Uh, and then the crowd starts going, Sergey, Sergey, Sergey. <laughs> and Sergey has to speak. And this is pretty much what Google didn't want because they didn't, they want, this is that old thing. You don't want to get your head above the crowd because then it gets chopped off. Um, and as, and of course, the latest is, you know, the president says, well, we're going to investigate Google uh, and Twitter, but mostly Google for, uh, blocking conservative thought in their search results. Um, and then there's also the conversation in this article about James Damore. And more more than James Damore, uh, an engineer who is less known, Damore wrote that memo, uh, was fired. He, fi he has filed a class action lawsuit against Google. But the memo was blatantly sexist, saying women are not capable of programming. And that's obviously wrong. And inappropriate i think that there, there's good case to be made that if an employee says well this kind of person's no good at my job that's not the, the environment you want to create at google but then there's also kevin cerniki cerniki who is uh very active he has filed a charge with the national labor relations board after getting a warning he's still working there 
So it's a really interesting article, kind of a trouble in paradise article. I have a slightly different take. Which okay, is, good. Um, good. Like, it's interesting because this is the story of the last three years, and a lot of stuff has happened at Since Google. Since you left. Yeah, and it's it's almost like... You know, I was I was starting in D.C. in June of 2016, so I, I missed a lot of this stuff. I didn't see the internal discussions. But what is fascinating about it to me is whenever people would leave Google before, a typical response would be, oh, yes, one person has left, but look at these 12 amazing people who just joined. Right. So the walkout is a different tactic. You only get to quit once, but you right. can do internal protests or walkouts and that can have a pretty sizable impact without you actually leaving. But then my weird take is, um, I think we are at the point where a company that is 100,000 employees, you can't just ascribe and say, oh, I'm a good person and I work for this company and I think this company is good. I don't need to worry about the impact of all of my ethical decisions. I'm going to outsource that to my company. Instead, I think now you see that you... There are plenty of opportunities for technology people to have more impact, not at a large company trying to change from within, but going and doing, whether it's a startup or a nonprofit or working in government, the kinds of things where you can have a really big impact where you might not be able to affect that change inside of the large company anymore. Because it's so big. It's just so big. Plus, large companies... Uh agendas shift a little bit for instance you want to make nice with the government that's in mm. you know running the country you're in because they can make a lot of trouble for you you kind of and and i can understand why a google engineer will say well that that's none of my concern i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i think is right it's fascinating to me that you know there are thousands of designers and engineers and product managers at google but it is also the case that a very small number of people can have a very large impact whenever you're tackling a problem at a startup. That's me. Is that you? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's okay. me. It was listening for the... Um, <laughs> so it's fascinating to me that, that you can actually have, like teams of four or five people can have a disproportionate impact in civic tech, for example. As it should. Yeah. Go to work for <laughs> USDS. Well, I, I wasn't yeah. going to make <laughs> the pitch that explicit, but, <laughs> well, but if you want to, sure. I will, absolutely. <laughs> from, and from it's the outside, look... Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Denise, and then uh, and then no doctor. It's tempting to read this article and think, oh, Google's got these huge sort of cultural problems, but so does every company who this has a hundred thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's this classic HR and employment law issues. You know, how are people going to express their views, and what can and should they be fired for? Uh, you know, and that's a that's a judgment call on the part of management, and and it's not unique to Google. I feel like they almost have are walking on coals and just need to get through these next few years as fast as possible. Well, not, <laughs> Go ahead, not, oh, not doctor. only that, from the outside looking in, from a regular Joe, I feel like Google has one of the best mental health stability across the board as far as their employees go. Um, the fact that you hear this kind of story where people are voicing their opinions and are walking out protesting, whatever they're doing. You, hear, you don't hear anything out of other companies, which means people are terrified to speak their mind or to speak their truth or to do what they feel is right. And then you find out that these companies do horrible, heinous things because no one thought to speak up and say anything against it. So in general, besides all the hoopla, I'm like, whenever I hear stuff like this from Google right now, I'm like, well, at least people are confident and competent enough to have a sensible opinion, express that opinion in a certain way, and then move on, learn from it, grow from it, make a change, don't make a change. But it's healthy that this kind of conversation is being had from Google. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I as I, I don't know if this article was intended to be negative about Google, but what I came away with is how kind of difficult it is and how well Google is attempting to balance balance it without shutting down its employees. They can't. No, they can't. And uh, you know, I think probably well. Any large company, you know, in this day and age is in a point where there are going to be reactions, not only to the news, but, you know, the events of the day, whatever it is. And the best you can do is try to make sure that you have a supportive organization where people feel safe and they can bring their whole self to work. I think that really matters. And uh, but you're never going to stop disagreements, just like Denise pointed out. Like Carson, I wasn't here on uh, Wednesday when this was discussed on uh, This Week in Google did uh, did the group come to a conclusion on that show? Uh, was it a positive article or a negative article? Uh, not really. We didn't really come to a de- to a decision. Yeah, um, yeah. That's because I wasn't there. I would yeah. have whipped them, <laughs> whipped yeah. them into shape. No, no. It's you know what this is. And a by com- the way, is it supposed to be a negative arg- article or? I have, feel like the headline. It- Titled three years, three years of, of misery, misery kind of gives you the idea. Maybe it's negative, but yeah. I didn't actually come away with that. I came away with Google's doing the best it can in a very difficult situation. It's, it's definitely clear that different people wrote the article and titled the article. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah, that often happens, doesn't it? There, there's yeah, the titles are rarely written by the author. Um, I think it's, you know what, this is a microcosm of what must be happening in many country, companies yeah. around the country. When there's big political division in the country, as there is, those yeah. divisions will be reflected inside any company that's large enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we have political divisions here at TWIT. No. Because <laughs> I suppress all dissent. <laughs> five and one. Five we've, and one. We've, yeah. Is that five now? <laughs> The five in the booth when you're voting, like just keep uh, you tally. Check I have cameras box? everywhere. We just need a little Chiron. By the way, says. can I say how angry I am? Speaking of Google at Nest, oh. they decided that you can't turn off the little red light or the little green light on the oh, Nest cameras, really, because it, it then you could spy oh. on people. Okay. So you I have Nest far- security cameras all around my house. Now I have bright green little lights all around my house. <laughs> And not even I don't feel sorry for and you. I, I feel sorry for my four. Me. I feel sorry for my four friends that have kids that ask me how to turn the light off, and I said you can't. <laughs> they have it in their baby's room, and the baby's just sitting there like uh, in the middle of the night. The light, the, the green light. light. I see the light. The only thing I could tell them was to go get gaffer's tape. That's or what duct you do. Put it over their hundred dollar device. That's what I'm going to do. So I wouldn't do that if I were you. We have laws in California and they're more protective of audio than they are of video. So if you're recording someone's audio without their consent, that is a bad, bad thing. Well, okay, put the ga- okay, let me let me rephrase. Are anybody listening? Put the gaffer's <laughs> tape over the camera, but in front of your door, we're going to do like DoorDash does and put a little sticker on your front window. This whole house is under surveillance. You come in yeah. here, we're filming you. Don't stay we have a sign at the door that says that? Yeah. We have a sign on our door. We're legally covered. We we're good. And we made you guys sign a 400-page uh, disclaimer, right? <laughs> then I'm all good. We got, that's we got, cra- we got crazy. it good though. We now we we used to do it with paper mm-hmm. so they could read it, but now we put it on an iPad and they just go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> People are so conditioned. Terms of service. Terms yeah, of service. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So we could. I have to start sneaking stuff in Some there. Bitcoin. 
Yeah. yeah. Bitcoin belongs yeah. to me. Sticks. There's a, a comic book show. Is that five called, yet? No, no okay. you can make fun of Bitcoin all you want. <laughs> We're skipping that. There, there's, there's a, a comic whole book of really fun videos of people who, here, have a free iPad. Just click here. Yeah. And then you go through and you see how they've, you yeah. know. They've Didn't they do that on South Park? You've yeah. got our firstborn. And, yeah, yeah, firstborn. So, yeah. um, so you're saying, Denise, that I should leave the in if I'm recording in the studio as I am. Lights on, please. Lights on. There is a microphone in that. Should I disable the audio? Uh, I, yeah, I think that's okay. probably prudent. There's, I'm the only place the they are is in this studio and the other studio. They're in the studios where there are mics and cameras everywhere. Yeah, and people you, do have to say, sign a waiver to enter. But so, my yeah. employees is what you're talking about, right, Denise? It's not these people in the seats it's, it's everybody well a bit like you said you've put disclaimers everywhere and and told people they're being recorded so that's a little bit different but now, you know you here's know the question really can i be that. sued by a criminal who's creeping around my house because i taped over the light uh on the camera outside my house on my property well, it's a, so like I said, it's the audio conversation or the audio recording that would be um, more problematic in California. If you're in public uh, and you're being photographed or videoed, uh, your expectations of privacy are drastically reduced. So if someone is just outside your house, they're in a public place. And, okay. Yeah. I did. I have to say I made a little tactical error. It's aiming at the hot tub. And... <laughs> 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 and, oh and it does have a microphone and it turns out that it's right outside the bedroom window <laughs> and so i probably should do something maybe just yeah, tape over just, the light just be aware of the audio it's uh, uh, we're, we're a two-party uh, consent uh, state we're a two-party state in california mm -hmm. oh, on the last consent. thing about consent i watched a show where the devil made an app and inside the app, it said, when you sign up for the app that's free, you're giving me your soul. Yeah. So he scared people into downloading this app and was just collecting millions and millions of souls. <laughs> and I thought to myself, See? that could easily happen. See, the devil would have done that. That would be the greatest way for the devil yeah. to just rack up souls. Never this signing and you're blood, signing all this stuff. You don't need to do that yeah. anymore. Just no, give him an app. Click, well, click like, accept. Like at Name least, it Instagram. Yeah, like at least Easy. once a year, somebody who, who is a programmer put something into their terms of service to test whether people yeah. read it, like Nobody the brown M&Ms or right. whatever. And people never do. And they're like, oh, I accidentally got 700 souls today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, FaceApp, right? That Russian uh, app that takes a picture of your face, ages it, sends it back. And then Chuck Schumer actually, what? Yeah. This is from Fox News. 7,500 online shoppers unknowingly sold their souls. But you can't really sell your soul. Can't no, you, though? Can't. I don't no, know. No, these are just, I mean, these are stunts. It's a stunt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, the, people believe The Supreme anything. Court has not ruled mean. yet on shrink wrap agreements with regards to selling souls. <laughs> Maybe it goes into mediation. I don't know. <laughs> this is why we need This Week in Law. <laughs> we got to bring that show back. <laughs> um, by the way, shrink wrap. This week, this week in witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think if we did this week in devilry, we would get a lot of downloads. Oh, oh yeah, no doubt. Because you can. No that's a whole subsect under marketed that's right a broad now. Broad definition of devilry. Devilry. They're under yeah. Twid. Twid. <laughs> I want to do twid. twid. And it would have horns. Episode one. Owen's ass. It's going to be great. <laughs>
It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I think it's a little devilry to name it the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Is that real? Like, are we gonna? Well, so this is the this is again rumor. The idea. I don't Pro Max. Wow, that's a little much. Ah, Super Pro Max. Double. The idea is Apple has pros in all of its lines. the The thought is there might be an one high end iPhone, bigger screen. Type C connector, not a lightning connector, oh. which I would frankly yeah. pay for. Yeah. Let's get rid of that lightning connector. Yeah. Apple wouldn't do it all at once because people would be furious. They bought all those lightning accessories. Mm-hmm. So you just do it with the Pro one, mm-hmm. just like you do with the iPad Pro, yeah. right? The iPad Pro doesn't have lightning and has Type C. So maybe like get an analog to the iPad Pro. Okay. And then, of course, you've got the problem, which is that the iPhone has regular sized and, and maxi. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to, if it's a pro, will you have a pro max? Oh, oh. oh boy. Okay. When, that, when that comes out, I know it's a quick turnaround, but just let me submit a rage video that you can play during that episode. You can do it right away. Just they, record they it now so and we'll, we'll do it during the event. It's so bad. Actually, it's so bad. here's the deal. Carson, make a note of this. We will have Odocta on the Apple event when we live stream it. Okay. So you can, we go. You can rage react in real time. Yeah. There you go. That'll okay. be fun. Real-time ragereactions.com. Try that. The camera's not as good as the Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you, you do, use? Denise, you look like an iPhone user. I'm an iPhone user. I, yeah, I have been from, I from version one. Yep. I, I want to take wagers on how bad the name is. Could it be Double Secret Pro Max? Ooh. <laughs> Turbo, Turbo Double, Double Secret Super, Super Pro, Pro Max? <laughs> how, now how much would you pay? Extra Flow Max. <laughs> Flowmatic. Max. <laughs> we go. were talking before the show about Grace Hopper, who wrote COBOL. Before she wrote COBOL, she wrote a programming language called Flowmatic, which really should have survived. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. Yeah. Google Design Direct. So Google's strategy with the Pixel 4 is pretty cool mm-hmm. because when the leaks got out, they just tweeted it. Yeah. Uh, Google Design Director teases a that there'll be 20x zoom on a Pixel phone. He was lying. I'm not going to be happy until I whip out my Pixel phone and it's all cameras. The whole back is nothing but cameras. It has to be gigantic. (laughs) Claude Zellweger. Is that his real name, really? It sounds like Claude Zellig. Claimed he'd he'd taken a shot on a Pixel with 20X. He since clarified the photo was taken on a 3A and he cropped the image. Although, still, that's pretty good. So... One thing, oh, doctor, you're going to have to give up. The new Pixel 4 will have multiple lenses, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying that I'm not against multiple lenses. I'm saying that having multiple lenses and telling me that something's better is just a crutch and a sales point. You keep putting these lenses on there, but your software's still not as good. Again, it's adequate and it's great. I'm not saying it's bad. Everything's even par. The iPhone has very great photos during the daytime when you're outside. I don't think any camera really beats that. Uh, the Samsung has super sharp photos. And if you want to take a picture of like 42 buildings at once, you got the ultra wide. That's great. But when it comes down to day to day, shot for shot, just taking pictures, the pixel destroys them over is, and over and over. This is your next phone, oh, doctor. <laughs> it's the light L16 camera. This has six. Did, did that Nothing thing ever cameras. come out? It's sold out. Cameras everywhere. Oh, maybe they it's only sold, made it, none. It's sold out because nobody bought anymore. They <laughs> sold out. Cameras on your cameras. It, it, it looks it, honestly. <laughs> I want that. It looks like a That's bee's eye. You know, it's real. It is real. What's oh, his name? Oh my gosh, 
Scoble was like the first person. Oh, of course. Had that thing. Scoble had, had that one. that thing like uh, two years before it came out. And he was talking about how it was going to change the world. And then for a year, it never came out. Then another year, it never came out. And then apparently whenever it came out in the dark, because I didn't hear it actually launching, it sells out and they're not making it anymore. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. Find one, Uncle Leo. <laughs> should I? I wish I, I, could, so I, could tell I should have gotten one. Yeah. I just want nothing but cameras. should have gotten one. All cameras all the time. Oh, and you may be protecting your client list, but did Claw call, Claude call you for Owen's ass to apologize <laughs> said, for how he took the picture? Oh, I yeah, Claude sent, should. sent me a DM. Claude <laughs> should. DM about the misquote. Because it wasn't 20X, it was cropped. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. It, was, it was a mis- who's misquoted. That's all. I was I'm taking that in context. Team Pixel over here. Even though I have my, my daily driver's an iPhone, my backup phone is a Pixel. So Google was to, uh, dinged, of course, by the EU. And one of the things the EU ch- fined them, what was the fine? It was huge. Mm. Uh, for was dominating, uh, using its monopoly in Android to force people to use the Chrome browser on their phone. So Google's response was a browser ballot. They didn't say, the EU didn't say they couldn't profit from this. Search engine ballot. Uh. I'm sorry, search engine ballot, not a browser ballot. But same idea as the old browser ballot that Microsoft had to do Mm. in the uh, Mm -hmm. EU. The idea is when you first boot up an Android phone, you'll be presented with a ballot uh, or just a box saying, which search engine do you want to use? But it turns out Google was charging to be on that ballot. Mm. And we know that... Yeah, they were auctioning it off. We know that because there's an ethical search engine, which we all learned about after this article, called Ecosia. The whole It's a German company. The whole idea is that every time you use a search engine, they plant a tree. Uh, and they planted a lot of trees. They said the Google auction was an insult to the European Commission and to the principle of equality in front of the law. And they said, we are not participating. So we won't be on the ballot. Can I just say, so I hadn't heard of Ecosia before today. Nobody has. Um, this was brilliant of them to do what they did. I do love their FAQ. It's like, does one search finance one new tree? And they're like, no, it takes approximately 45 searches to finance the planting of one tree. Well, oh, wow. How many that's ser- not bad, actually. No, that's great. And they're trying to do carbon neutral, right? Because uh-huh. what people don't realize really is that every search they do uses energy. Yeah, but there were there were some huge misestimates of how much and it, like at one point there was an article that said to do a, to run one search is the amount of heat to make a cup of tea, which was off by like two or three <laughs> orders of magnitude. If I remember, in a correctly. really poorly configured network <laughs> operations center yeah. that's using fans instead of air conditioning or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So how much do you know? How much energy it uses? <laughs> He's. He's visited a data center, so the Googler in the audience is being put on the spot right yeah, now. That's... No, but you, but you kind of do this. You, you, you in charge of this kind of stuff, aren't you? Sort of. He's like they could do it with. <laughs> don't show his face, the poor guy. We don't want to dox him. Equals one tree. He doesn't work at Google. I made that up. If you if you put a cup of water, room temperature on a server, on a server it would boil with a, a tea. Not okay. It would boil after like three days. <laughs> Okay, so, I, but would I, the frog just, jump out? No, it was just people just be making up stuff to say stuff. It's like I'm watching Star Trek and people tell me mega jewels or forty two thousand with the warp drive. Shouldn't believe, like you, you shouldn't believe you know, anything you read on the internet. I, you really. Shouldn't. I want someone to pull out a rack server, someone in a server form right now. You, I know one of you nerds is listening to this show. Mm. Pull out a rack, 
put a cup of water on there with a tea bag in it, and then time lapse it. I need to know how long it takes to boil to make water. This tea pop. Yes. Hello. But with Google, as Chacha says, the frog is the customer. <laughs> oh, that's deep. I will say. I personally. Did you ever cook an egg a- on a data server? <laughs> No. Okay. So there was one interesting time when Randall Monroe from XKCD tried to reverse engineer, I forget if it was like how many servers Google had or something like that, and the amount of nerd devilry that happened <laughs> where all it. the Googlers internally are discussing it and then all the people external are discussing it. It's like, what did he get wrong in his assumptions? Oh, that's so great. That was a lot of fun to watch from inside. He will be on Triangulation. Yes. <gasps> end of September. He's got a new book. O- the end of August. Oh, oh wow. end of August. End of August. Mm. August 30th, August 30th. Uh, Randall Monroe will be my guest. On a very special triangulation, I'm really looking. Bring that question up. I want to hear the details. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his new book is is it uh, is it XKCD stuff? What is it? I think it's. It I have not. it on my desk. It is, uh, it is uh, really complicated explanations for oh, really simple problems. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I love it. I think there's yeah. one where Serena Williams takes on drones. <sighs> can't wait like what is the most what is the best sports equipment to kill a drone (laughs) so So, uncle leo yes um pretty soon we're going to talk about vpns and how to protect computers because we're going to do it right now i use i have Uh, but before you do that i have one question to ask you yes you keep talking about the samsung did you get the 5g version no what do you think i'm nuts (laughs) okay so i know i did spend extra for the ceramic back the one terabyte storage and the 12 gigabytes that one you can fry an egg i can fry an egg on this one it's beautiful actually the (laughs) ceramic service makes an excellent you know what happens when you get the 5g version of the samsung phone no what you get put into a premium 5G plan and you have to pay $30 extra a month. Even if you don't have 5G in your neck of the woods? Not even if you don't have 5G. There is no 5G. So you're <laughs> already paying for something that doesn't exist. Oh, that's it so is terrible. such a scam such and a such scam. a sham. And it's embarrassing that that company did that with hardware, charging oh. $50 off the tip and then Sprint and whoever it's else wants to do it. It's not just that company. Every other company's making these. Fi- this is going to be. It's are a they scam charging all you around. more money? Are they charging you more money? Because most of them just say 5G. This one has a 5G version that's $50 more. Yeah, who else just announced a 5G phone? And Motorola has a 5G back for their uh, phone. And I mean, you, you can get 5G phones. I imagine it's and the same. You can't in get every... 5G service, but you got to right. pay the you 5G can... premium on your bill. America. Talk America. about the VPN, it's, Uncle Leo. It's, it's a great VPN. I'm using it. This is the book. That doesn't come out until September 3rd. Absurd Scientific Advice for Common Real Word Problems How to by Randall Monroe. And Yay. how to charge your phone. Wait a minute, I got to see. How to, when you can't find an outlet, how to charge your phone. That book's not out yet. So what he suggests is that you, you don't need to build a whole tiny hydroelectric dam. <laughs> <laughs> you can use water and create a turbine or... <laughs> or use fire or escalators huh. escalators check it out i'm gaining potential energy from the escalator for free uh, using a paddle wheel <laughs> oh i can't wait how to take a this selfie this is going to be a great holiday gift this book oh my god is this hysterical for the nerd on your list you can charge it here you can oh. charge it there you can, you can charge, charge it, it in the everywhere. escalator escalator <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to be funny. Yeah, you said August 30th. August 30th. So, so I'll make sure to be here. 
and it's coming out shortly thereafter. September 3rd. This is an early version. Is when the book comes out. Do we have two of those, mm. Karsten? We have one of them. Oh, sorry. I would give you one otherwise. No, no, no. But no, I do no, have no. to read it before I'll, the interview. I, I always buy my books, so. Well, you could give me money. <laughs> <laughs> Is that six? That doesn't count. Is that six? Okay. You got order, it for free. You know, it's only 1960. <laughs> you so. Selling you a book I got for free. Is that wrong? Is that so wrong? Oh, look. He's got a Leo Amazon. It's a $20 book. Yeah, don't. <laughs> when, you, when you buy it. Though, go uh, wait and go through our Amazon link, and then okay. you will be giving Leo some money for yes. it. Yes. Well, not me specifically. <laughs> I don't get it. It trickles down. It trickles you down. You can get an extra little bit of 5G. I'm at the bottom of the hill. Once everybody else takes their cut, I'll get a penny. <laughs> our show today brought to you by Express VPN. I was talking about this with a caller on the radio show today to explain. He was asking about VPNs. And I pointed out, the, the okay, so why would you want to use a VPN? A VPN, we all first experienced these at work because if you had a corporate internal network, you couldn't very well log into it from the outside world without exposing it to the outside world. So companies created virtual private networks. You would use software, usually from Cisco, on your computer. Man, I remember those days where it was such a pain to configure. And then you'd use it and you'd log into the corporate network and you'd have an encrypted tunnel to the corporate network. And that way you could use it as if you were on the premises, even though you were at home. It was very cool. Somebody, some bright fella said, hey, you know, the cool thing about this isn't that I'm using the corporate network at work because I don't want to work at home anyway. The cool thing about this is no one... My internet service provider, the hacker in the corner at the coffee shop, can see what I'm doing. I'm in private. We should create a business of VPN. So they put VP number. There are many companies that do this now. They put VPN servers like the one you had at your company, but they put them in the outside world and you connect to it and then into the outside world. But here's the problem. It just kicks the privacy security can down the road. Yes, the hacker in the coffee shop can't see you. Your ISP can't see what you're doing. You can emerge onto the internet in the country of your choice, wherever that server lives. That's really cool. But you have to trust the host. That's the key. Because everything that the bad guys could do, if you did it without a VPN, the VPN service can do. So it's really important when you choose a VPN to choose carefully. That's why I use ExpressVPN. First of all, ExpressVPN has been audited. By third parties. So we know they do exactly what they did. The third party even audited their new cutting-edge server technology. ExpressVPN calls it Trusted Server, which prevents the operating system and apps from ever writing to the hard drive. That's the, the, the operating system on the server side. So not only no logging, no nothing. It's a whole new standard of privacy and security. The third party did. The auditor said, yes, it works exactly as we said. ExpressVPN cannot track you. And more importantly, cannot offer your information to anybody else. And we know this is the case because ExpressVPN authoritarian governments have come in, happened in Turkey a couple of years ago, and actually without subpoena, just taken the ExpressVPN server, they found nothing. There's nothing on it. So you are absolutely private. You are absolutely protected. ExpressVPN is easy to use, too. I like those days of Cisco and that, getting that thing to run. Man, that was a nightmare. It never worked right. I had to get the IT department. Now, it's one button. You download the app. You click to connect. You're protected. It's the fastest VPN you'll ever use because they do it right. Servers all over the world. It costs less than $7 a month. And 
It has a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you're not at risk. Stop hackers. Stop Big Brother. Stop Internet companies from grabbing your data, hacking your systems. Take back your online privacy. Protect yourself with ExpressVPN. You're going to put trust in a VPN company. Make sure you use the one I recommend. Everybody recommends ExpressVPN. We're going to get you a deal, too. Three extra months free when you get a one-year package. That's the best deal at expressvpn.com slash twit. Express is spelled out E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash twit. Three extra months free with a one-year package. Or you can find out more about ExpressVPN. Read the privacy policy. Google search ExpressVPN audit and ExpressVPN Turkey. And you can see, read the story. And it's happened many times in the past as well. Uh, no, no VPN company can prevent governments from coming and taking the servers. But but ExpressVPN can prevent anything of value being on that server. And that, thanks to this new trusted server technology, it's even more private. I just love it. ExpressVPN.com slash twit. By the way, they're uh, out of the British Virgin Islands where strict privacy laws also protect you. It's really good. ExpressVPN.com slash twit. Uh, real quick, real yes. quick, Uncle oh, doctor. I, I, I use them. They're easy to put on your mobile device, PlayStation, Xbox, or Apple TV. Like they are legit. Like any pretty pretty much anything you have that you want to put a VPN on, these guys have it set up and ready to go. Yes. It, it is legit. They're you must legit. have. You must. You didn't even know they were a sponsor, and you're using it. So that's good. I did not. Thank you. I did not, but they, yeah. uh, you know, like I said, black side over here, Uncle Leo. I got all my stuff on lockdown, and they and they do a great job. Is that a challenge? <laughs> oh, people could, uh, Uncle Leo. People could been trying to find me. My car is not registered in my name. My cell phone's not in my name. I good luck getting a hold of me. The only address you get is the one I provide on the internet and my and my phone number that I got out there. People could get a hold of me, but they can't get a hold of me, Uncle Leo. <laughs> There's always face recognition. Actually, hey, if you use Amazon's you face recognition, like? it might think. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is what I look like? I'm a five foot eight Asian woman, Uncle Leo. <laughs> that would be so awesome if that were true. That's I, I, I want that, that to be Leo. true. I want the, oh, it, oh, the screen true. to start breaking up, and yeah. and, and and you're standing there going like this with the pulling the knobs. Oh no 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 no! It's not me. That would be so great. Hey, Witsec is amazing. That's all I can say. You know, our witness protection program, Uncle. Are Leo. you in Witsec? Change world. Wait, no it? doubt. There she is. What? That's her. Yes, that's, that was that's I was Owen. about to say. Young beauty vlogger <laughs> revealed to be fifty-eight-year-old woman after the filter glitches. You think, and you think it's a game, Uncle Leo? She's a beauty vlogger. Oh my God, what a story! Yeah, the filter glitched. We're gonna have actors, virtual actors. Oh my God! Mm -hmm. yep. It's like uh, mm -hmm. it's like the Red Witch from Game of Thrones. She takes off the necklace and yep. boom! Wait, boom. what? Huh? No spoilers. You didn't? Oh, <laughs> spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> when I eventually quit my government job, I would like to catch up on my. I pop did culture. read that George R. R. Martin said that the TV show was a real hindrance <laughs> to him finishing it. It was. <laughs> Well, his excuse was he was too famous and rich now. Mm, it's a but hard life. It's a hard life. He said, yeah. I can't go to conventions anymore. It's just me posing for selfies for four hours. 
That's no fun. Well, it's, it's not like he was writing books at conventions, so that's a dumb reason. <laughs> the reason is the TV show was killing off the wrong people and condensing no, the story that's right. down he to said he, he couldn't do what he wanted he to said, do. So no, he's no, like, he's, I might as well wait till they ruin it and fix it. That's what he's going to do. He said, well, you might have seen the TV show, but that, I do not feel obligated in any way to follow that storyline. So that's not canon. There's two more books. It's not canon. Because the canon doesn't exist. Mm. But there's two more books coming. He's writing them. The problem is he also, he said, I should be writing 40 uh, pages a day. I'm doing four. Ooh. So do the math. That does, well, that does well. I am making money by typing four letters a day. Tick. Why am I even bothering Tick. to continue yeah. writing? Yeah. Tick. Also, Tick. Patrick Rothfuss. We're waiting for the next Oh, don't even get me Come started on. with Patrick Rothfuss. Come Name on. of the wind. What a great book. And he has no excuse. He's made no money. There's no TV show. He has no, he's not famous. There's no excuse. He's probably doing a lot of selfies. It's just a lot of people like still. you, me, and Trey Ratcliffe going, Patrick, we need more. Movies. We need name of the wind. We need more. I forgot what happened. I'd have to reread yeah, the whole exactly. thing. That's a secret plan to sell more books. Yeah. Amazon's recognition. Once again, face recognition fails. The ACLU has. Wait, hold on. I just, I just have to. While we're still on this topic. King Killer <laughs> Chronicle yet. TV show Not premiere yet. episode features Lin-Manuel Miranda song. Oh, no. It is, it is coming. Oh, so oh. He, he does have a, a, this the, the TV excuse. So he'll he never have to write that He has been working on the TV show. Yeah, but you know what? He's ruined it. If Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it, what is this going to be? The rap version of Name of the Wind? No, we Name of the Wind, the musical? We can't be hipsters anymore. No, I liked doing, it before Lynn Manuel Miranda song. liked it. He can make okay, one song. He can make one song. <laughs> he made one song in Moana. It didn't, yeah. it didn't ruin it. <laughs> so, <laughs> book three is moving forward, but not fast. <laughs> says author. We, we all know that it's not moving forward fast. I like it that Newsweek has decided... You know, this whole thing about politics, the news, we're going to be the King Killer Chronicles <laughs> Journal of Record. Plus eSports. And eSports. <laughs> it's the future. <laughs> and then apparently they have a feature on Woodstock and Photos. So they're really, you know. they're really keeping up with the times. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Um, Lin-Manuel Lin Miranda is, is in his dark materials, though. So oh, yeah. He is in that. He's doing all the shows. He's mm. doing all the shows. Mm. There will never be another Hamilton, though. Amazon's recognition, ACLU, tweeted about the test on Tuesday. The uh, recognition, face recognition software wrongly flagged 26 California lawmakers as criminals. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's pretty brilliant. One false matches one too many. Uh, face recognition erroneously matched the faces of these legislators with images in an arrest photo database. By the way, I want to point out that only a few of them are people of color. Mm. So uh, it's they just have false positives across the spectrum. Across the, they're getting better. They're, they're, they're messing up, they're messing up white people too now, which is good. That's a step forward. Mm. Um, progress. Progress. <laughs> progress. progress. I consider this a public service on the part of Amazon because this is how we get lawmakers to pay attention yeah. to issues around facial recognition. Ah. Yeah. And then when they, they fix it for lawmakers, they can do it for lawmakers' kids. It's the ACLU. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, yes. Amazon's recognition does give a confidence score, mm. uh, but the ACLU, you know, in other words, we think this is 100% accurate or this is, you know, 50% accurate, but the ACLU says Amazon knowingly misleads the public about the uh, software. Amazon knows with 100% certainty that its law enforcement customers are using lower confidence scores or no score at all when using the customer's 
the company's system. Mm. Uh, that's not good. So face recognition has some problems. I think there are reasonable places to use it, like, well, Taylor Swift uses it at concerts <laughs> to keep... No, because there's known stalkers and troublemakers, and it just keeps them out of the concert. I did not expect you to go the Taylor Swift angle. That Tay Tay can use it. <laughs> Tay Tay can use it. Uh, I will yeah. say, I was renting a car this morning and pulling out of the rental place, and they're like, oh, you can use Clear. Just roll down the window and look at the camera to check out your rental car. And that's the moment when I was like, huh, I'm not sure I really am I love 100% Clear. cool with We use Clear oh. coming home from Orlando on Friday. I love Clear when I put my fingers on well, the Well, usually thing, it is finger or iris, but, but it used your face. But not when a was looking into your Maybe it car. saw your irises. You think it's so? Because you Maybe. never gave him your face. Clear, you give him your fingerprint and your irises. Right. So, so you're the government guy, Matt. Why are you using Clear instead of Global Entry? I uh, I have Global Entry. In fact, the U.S. Digital Service helped work make that better. Unfortunately, um, the yeah. rental car company doesn't have Global Entry. It doesn't. But also, <laughs> uh, I I have Clear like as a complimentary thing for another. Yeah, thing. Clear's great. It lets you into concerts. It lets you into uh, apparently you can rent cars with it. <laughs> Just grab a hey, hurt and go, gonna, yeah. Matt. I mean, Matt, I can hook you up with my mask guy. Don't worry about it. to be <laughs> and consider, you know, I mean, giving the government all your information to make your life easier is what one thing. But you're giving, giving information to a third-party commercial entity is is another thing. Do you do you uh, do you wear a mask in public, Denise? How do you prevent that? <laughs> Have you seen there, there is that guy. There is the guy. I was actually Googling for the story who made mm-hmm. a mask of his own face yeah. that then he will sell for everyone else to wear. And I was thinking maybe that's... should be that guy. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. we know what he looks like because Odoc is wearing that mask. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, many yeah, people no, don't I, know this, but Denise is actually a 22-year-old fashion blogger from Japan. <laughs> there you go. You know, on the internet, you can do anything. Four-year-old, there you go. Yeah. Did you see the guy who used, uh, who made a California license plate called <laughs> Null? Null. His license plate yes. was Null. Yes, I did that's see so that. So bad. Which is a, I mean, that's great. He thought, <laughs> foolishly, Joseph Totaro. He thought that it, uh, he was a security researcher. He wanted to, he wanted Segfault. No, not available. Uh, he started typing Null pointer. But it's caught himself after he typed the first word and said, you know, it'd be funny if I could get null or maybe void for my wife so that our cars would be null and void. <laughs> kind of a mistake. He explained this at DEF CON last week. Null is a text string that in many programming languages, as you know, signifies a value that's empty or undefined. Could be the false mm-hmm. is null, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, he was facing $12,049 of wrong traffic fines sent his way because... The null plate didn't get him out of tickets. It got him into tickets. It it broke the DMV website. By the way, you can no longer get null. Uh, it's invalid. Dozens of citations deposited in bulk into his mailbox. Parking violations. Stand stop violations. Fresno to Rancho Cucamonga. He says, I've never been to Fresno. He hasn't this gone on a statewide parking related crime spree. It this turns out, he, if you, go ahead. If you wanted to commit a crime spree, like oh, what yeah. if I just wanted to commit crime? I put null on there and I go commit all these crimes and come back, sit home like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, look at all the other glitches. He can so, park anywhere he wants. After a little investigation, yeah. oh, my it turns God, out great. if the ticketing officer forgot to write a license plate number on the ticket, mm-hmm. guess what the license plate number was? <laughs> wow. Null. 
No. Wow. Little Bobby no. Tables. He's getting every ticket in California without a nut license number. <laughs> that is amazing. But he also got stuck because at the end of the article it said he, he wants to change it, but he can't change it. Because they won't accept the... <laughs> because, well, no, he... he but he, he little, got most little of Johnny it Tables strikes little, again. Little Bobby Tables, Little yeah. Bobby Tables strikes again. Um, so he, he, wow. He, he caught a tiger by the tail with no... <laughs> yeah. In related news, the 22-year-old fashion blogger alter ego of mine wants you to know that designer Kate Rose... Yes. Presented an adversarial fashion line at DefCon mm. uh, that uh, is clothing made to confuse license plate readers, and mm. it's pictures of license plates all over your yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. Oh. And one of them, the text of the license plate in one of them is actually the text of the Fourth Amendment. Nice. It's not the most attractive outerwear I've ever seen, but <laughs> you have to uh, fight for liberty. You got to fight on. for liberty. <laughs> You know, I could see hackers all over the country wearing this. It's <laughs> the company, by the way, is now called Adversarial Fashion. Mm-hmm. I like it. She's a, both a fashion designer and a digital security professional. That's it, like, you don't hear that a lot. Yes, <laughs> she's only got one Instagram post. If she's going to go hard in on fashion, she needs to up the ante mm-hmm. on the volume there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. here's uh, a, here's proof. Great idea. Kate Rose uh, published this. I guess uh, somebody wearing her T-shirt <laughs> and then getting the identification, <laughs> and uh, it actually identified it. You can see it's very confused. It's circling a bunch of license plates. It came up with three different license plates. Okay. And it decided that this guy is an SUV crossover, which is really insulting. <laughs> so if so, then you should just wear shirts that have people's like pictures of people's faces, because okay, so the 2018 Marine Corps Marathon T-shirt, I I, I ran that marathon, and the whole front of that T-shirt is nothing but people's faces oh, at the beginning of the race, and so you could match that know. just as well. And then, yeah, it would it would throw them off. This is the most horrifying of all these stories. <laughs> it turns out, you know what juggalos are? Of course. You look like an insane clown posse fan, oh, doctor. Do you... <laughs> juggalos... I used to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. So people who are fans of the insane clown posse often put clown makeup on uh-huh. to show their fandom. They call it juggalo makeup. Mm-hmm. And apparently it also... <laughs> works so i would be really disappointing if people started walking around with juggalo makeup that would be you know in world war ii for vendetta yeah in world war ii they painted the ships to be you know oh yeah that weird zebra kind of yeah so juggalos warships the the way makeup is nowadays, anyway, there's people out there making themselves up with makeup to look like Jay Z, and they're white. Like the, the shading of makeup and stuff, people are transforming their faces. Women have been transforming their faces for decades. Um, so I mean, there's ways to get around all this stuff out here in these streets with just some uh, maybe it's Maybelline. You know, what I mean, you don't have to go that far. Here is to change uh, up how you look from the DefCon presentation. A sample slide <laughs> of the face recognition. <laughs> Failing, although I figure those tattoo those tattoos are probably pretty distinctive. <laughs> also, Excellent I'm going to take a few points off because the editor this guy's using to show his code is Nano. Okay, mm. I'm sorry, dude. Come on, really, Nano? Got to use VI. Got it. 
Emacs, you're baby. Not, are you Emacs? Of course no, I'm Emacs. What? The only one true. Yeah. I already told you I love Lisp. Why oh. wouldn't I use the only editor you can reprogram as it's running in Lisp? I had no idea. <laughs> wow. I just assumed you were in the VI club. VI's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I know VI you're very enough. Kind. You're very kind. It's a little okay. too modal for me. <laughs> I don't like the modal stuff. Ouch. Escape. It burns. Colon, it burns. Q. Come on. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this conversation and you're going, huh, you probably should update Windows right now. <laughs> Microsoft warns Windows 10 users, uh, this happened on Wednesday, to update immediately. This is just a nonstop story of sadness. <laughs> There is now another, actually four more RDS vulnerabilities, the remote desktop service. They're all four wormable, which means if you get uh, the exploit on your computer, it will immediately go out through the network, worm its way to every computer on your company's network, and bring them all to their knees. Microsoft's Simon Pope, director of Indecent Response, I'm sorry, Incident Response, <laughs> Uh, said it's important that effective sy systems are patched as quickly as possible because of the elevated risk associated with wormable vulnerabilities. So get your downloads. Patch Tuesday, fortunately, was the next day, I presume, I hope. Patch Tuesday uh, fixed it. Uh, ironically, Windows XP not affected. Windows 10, <laughs> yes, not so much, not so safe. Uh, this is just an endless... But I put this in more as a public service announcement. The first thing I did when I sat down today, as you yeah. noticed, was immediately update. Because mm -hmm. uh, that would be bad. And you know uh, the joke I made before the show started. I know. Go ahead. Chromebook Pixel, not that wormable. Not so wormable. Not so wormable. <laughs> not so wormable. <laughs> if they had a screen this big, they might, for all I know, that would go down at 25 degrees to get out of the way. This is such a... By the way, this is replacing the Surface Studio that was here. I am now using a, a Lenovo. And remember the Surface Studio had a little knob that you put on the screen? This has a little knob that's a USB knob. Ooh. You plug into the... You could put it on either side. If you're a lefty, I'm a, I'm a lefty, so I put it on the right. And it has double, <laughs> double knobbage. You press the hey, button, it, it, it opens the menu or mutes. I don't know what. It's doing both. You, you, if you turn the knob... Here, let me show you. I'll go to a website so you can see this in action. If I turn knob one, it zooms in or out. Nice. Perfect. Turn the other knob. It scrolls up or down. Nice. <laughs> Pretty sweet, huh? I didn't even know I needed a knob. You need a knob. Do no, you I have that on the Pixel? No. So maybe I'm wormable, but at least I have a knob. That's a good knob. Speaking of knob. I got to say. Okay, new... where, did that, where did that surface go, huh? It had a big knob. Um, <laughs> your doppelganger, Aunt Pruitt, got it. Okay. Did you? Did he have the knob? The, the I'm big... giving the knob to Aunt. Aunt gets the knob. Yeah, see? Knobs are important. Knob, I, as it's... Go ahead. I only want my dogs and cats to be wormable. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> my knobable devices. Love it. There is a new Bluetooth attack called, coincident, I think not, knob. <laughs> Key negotiation of Bluetooth attack. This is, this is really an example of just dumb design. Lawrence Abrams writing in Bleeping Computer. I bet, I'm sure Steve talked about it. I hope he did. If he not, didn't last Tuesday, he'll talk about this Tuesday in security now. So it turns out that you can send to Bluetooth a command that says, 
make your key any arbitrary length, including a single octet. Oh. <laughs> so what is it? How many choices are there in an octet? Eight? That'd be 256. 256. Right? An octet is one. Two, eight two, bits. Is, a, is a eight bits. So I would assume, 256. Yeah. Which means, you know, brute force attack would only take 256 tries. <laughs> That's so bad. So bad. So Bluetooth. bad. Been sucking for how many years? Oh, man. Well, apparently <laughs> not all Bluetooth specifications say there's a minimum encryption key length. So you can say, you could specify one. The length should be one. Um, yeah, that's a silly one. Although Microsoft has patched this. Uh, in fact, a lot of patches have gone out. BlackBerry, Cisco, uh, Google has patched it on Android. Uh, so it's already been patched probably on your device. Mm. Bluetooth is a nightmare. Yeah. Bluetooth LE has made it even worse. I mentioned this a uh, couple of weeks ago. I was bicycling around, and I have a helmet that's got Bluetooth. All right, <laughs> I'm stupid. I have a Bluetooth <laughs> helmet, and I was trying to pair my phone to my helmet. Mm-hmm. And so I, because that way I can listen to audiobooks while I'm bicycling around. Nice. And um, I'm looking at the phone, which is searching for Bluetooth. Not only does it see my helmet, but as I'm driving, it sees hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Bluetooth LE implementations. You're blue driving. I'm blue. You could blue, war driving. Forget <laughs> blue driving is it? Because you can. You could blast. <laughs> you could blast insane clown posse to every house. On the street, because every one of them's got a Bluetooth speaker saying, send me something, anything, whatever. What do you got? Anything. The cars are all Bluetooth, too. Yes, I saw cars. I saw every. I saw refrigerators. I saw everything. Don't they have to say connect for it to connect? you just out here. It's no, just Bluetooth really, really LE. You no remember reason? this? Bluetooth LE. The whole idea of Bluetooth LE was to make oh, it really yeah. easy. I'm sorry. So yeah. you don't have to pair or anything. That pairing yeah. is such okay. an annoying Why thing. Why is the fridge playing insane clown posse? So this is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Oh, there, there's a I forget what movie it is, but there's some movie a, co- a comedy where the kid would roll up to his parents' house, his friend's parents' house, and he would beam porn on the uh, Apple TV every time he'd roll up <laughs> and just watch the family run around trying to turn it off. Ah, why? Kids in the why house is it doing that? Why? Out what's going on. Why, are there, just, it was, why are there people was, uh, doing I that? I forget what movie the... it was, but it was really funny because it's, it's such an easy hack to do. What are those people doing? <laughs> Horrible. Uh, People love those Samsung refrigerators because they've got those huge sort of uh, sleek looking displays on Mm -hmm. the front. But I I don't know when the last time Samsung patched the firmware was. It's been years. Did you see uh, the teenager whose mom took away her phone? (laughs) So she tweeted from the refrigerator. No. <laughs> yeah, she's an Ariana Grande fan known only as Dorothy. Her mother, it was, it was. if you're watching the tweets, it slowly got worse and worse as mom got madder and madder. Took her, so she took away the phone, so she used her Wii. Actually, first she used her, uh, her portable Nintendo. <laughs> then she had to go to their Wii U. Finally, from the LG smart refrigerator. And if and now the Guardian's casting doubt, but I have to say, if you look at the user agent on each of these tweets, it actually says <laughs> LG Smart Refrigerator. So either oh, she's really awesome. smart. So sounds legit to me. Sounds legit to me. Yeah. Nintendo DS. She says, My mom took my phone and my Nintendo DS, so I have no choice but to use my Wii. Apparently that's hard to do, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Finally she sent a tweet fridge that said, I'm talking to my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine her tweeting via her thermostat, you know, just like all the Internet of Things devices. Yeah. 
this whole show has had a real theme around workarounds and workarounds. Mm-hmm. This is the workaround show. Yeah. Wow. I, I sent somebody, I don't know who's running the chat for me, but I sent a link to this person I'm talking about who makes herself look like different people yeah. with makeup. Yeah. If you could get that to Leo real quick, oh. it, it's super can you, impressive. Can you put it in the rundown instead of no, I have, Skype chat? Oh, I got gotcha. you. I got it. Have you, I oh, you put it in your, Skype chat? Yeah, I can't look at yeah, Skype chat. I got it. I got it. That's the worst Skype chat. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't want to mess up the. I don't want to no, mess no. up the rundown. I'll, I'll vamp. I'll vamp. Here we go. So instead Please of the people the standing on the corner, yeah, like handing out CDs, like yeah. listen to my mixtape because it's fire. Yeah. Now they can just Bluetooth LE spam everybody walking by <laughs> and be like, "Wow, these beats are pretty good." And then people do do that actually on the subway and buses. People do that. Oh, well, actually, okay. I like this woman. Look at that. She's That's she turned so herself cool. into Queen Elizabeth. Oof. <laughs> Oh my! With makeup. Oh my God! She's Scarface. You see what I'm saying? You don't. Oh my don't God! Anymore. Look she's. At this. She's. A, she's. People what? are impressive. Oh, she's great. Rambo. <laughs> she's really good. Look what you could do with makeup. So she's facial recognition ain't got nothing. Johnny on her. Depp. She's not going to have to worry about uh, face recognition. She's popular at Halloween. Is that she an Instagram it. feed? What is the? Is that a feed? Where does she do that? <laughs> I'm sure she's on Instagram. I just looked her up through the articles quicker. But she like, and I see other people doing Jake. it too. Like, I, I've seen white women turn into black men. With, I'm like, how did you do it? And can we hire her for this show as a makeup artist, and then I could be a different celebrity every week? Mm, like oh, it. you could be Walter White, Uncle Leo, and shave oh, your head awesome. again. Yes. That would be amazing. That'd be so. Oh awesome. my god! That I love the half and half one. You could be half your younger. So when I want to be me, younger. That's very nice of you. Thank you, Denise. I don't know why you, you would distinguished. Even, so distinguished. I could distinguish. I could face this way, and then if I want to be Walter White, I face this way. Yeah, that would be confusing as hell. Oh my, creepy, God. super creepy, super, super creepy. Uh, okay, let's take a break. That teenage tweeting from the fridge took all the steam out of me. <laughs> we got a few more things. We'll wrap this up soon. Denise Howell, so great to have you. So great to be here. Plug something. DeniseHowell.info is your website, at DHowell on Twitter. What are you up to besides triangulation? Anything else you want to talk well, about? Well, can I plug triangulation real quick? Please. Uh, I have a couple of episodes coming up that are going to be really interesting. One is with Andrew Aruda. He's the founder of Ross Intelligence. That's later this month. Uh, Ross Intelligence is... Uh, helping AI uh, function in the legal arena. Oh. So um, th- there's a lot of, you know, speculation about whether lawyers are going to be replaced by AI or, you know, how that all works. So he's got a really interesting um, company and background. I've talked with him before. He's great. And then also great coming up is uh, Joey Ito, director of the MIT Media oh, Lab. I love Joey. Be, oh, he's yeah, so great. First week of September. September 6th, um, and then yeah. It's just, uh, if you want to go back in the archives, I forget the actual date, but it was episode 400 of Triangulation. Brian we were talking, Hofer, yes. Yeah, Brian Hofer, um, facial recognition, the guy responsible for San Francisco's facial recognition ban that it enacted. So um, good, good compliment to a lot of the things we talked about today. You know, today. there are so many, thanks to you and uh, Micah, and uh, and Jason Howell, and eventually I think we're going to get uh, Ant. Ant's nervous about doing triangulation, but I think we've talked him into doing it. This has become a much much more uh, diverse and interesting show mm-hmm. because each of you brings your own style and uh, expertise to it, and guests. So I'm really thrilled with what's happening to triangulation. All the Thank episodes. Thank you. And yeah. 
What's, what's our policy on repeat guests? Because I see Matt Cutts back at episode 53, and I'd love to get Matt back on. Oh, man. By the way, when I did that triangulation show, I was in Hawaii and the Wi-Fi was really wonky. So I was like standing in a hotel room, like trying to get a good connection. Episode so, 53. God. 53. That was a long time ago. We've had people on more than more we than can, once. We've, we've had people Some people have been on three or four times. Yep. yep. You can uh, absolutely. You want to get Matt Cuts? Matt, meet Please. Denise. Yes. Denise, Matt. <laughs> we should get. Would, would you be willing to do it again? Of course. Oh, we'd love to have you. Oh, yeah. There's we'd lots. Love to have and this time, instead of talking about Google, you'd be talking about US, United States oh, Digital Services. Now so I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then my last plug is not for me. It's for Ali Spagnola, who's been on Twill a couple of times. Love her. And yeah, she's so funny, so wonderful. She is uh, doing a Patreon right now where she's going to do, we were talking about toxicity on Twitter. She has written a song called Their Rubber, Your Glue, which is Ooh, uh, isn't that sending up. Yeah, it's a great song, and it's sending up. It's it's taking actual things that have been tweeted at her and making them into lyrics. And uh, she says she wants uh, to add fringe sequence, a saxophone section, and a kick line, and really ramp nice. this up. So, uh, if you're uh, up for that, uh, hit her up on Patreon. She's really talented. That's a great idea. It's kind of like the mean tweets segment uh, that they do on the late <laughs> night. That's really great. Yes, best like way that. to diffuse this. I think. Well, actually, the best way is just to ignore it. But uh, if you're not going to ignore it, make fun of it. People don't like being made fun of, do they? Matt Cuts is also here. If you uh, are a... What, what, what are you looking for for the United States Digital Service? Who do you want? So we would love to have folks who are designers, engineers, product managers. We even need like a lawyer and recruiters. In fact, we sourced a recruiter from... One of the times I was on the oh, show. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. you keep coming back. I, yeah, well, I love you. It's I love you, Leo. It's but fruitful. also, this is the right audience who often watches yeah. the show. So, for example, nice. we just launched something at the U.S. Digital Service. Uh, actually, it's better describe it as a partnership with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services because they were doing the heavy work and we were assisting with it. Um, but this idea of data at the point of care. So imagine, okay, horrible scenario. You get hit by a bus. You're unconscious. They rush you to the emergency room. Like it is not the case that they, your doctors who are in the emergency room can tell what, what treatments you've received. So if you could set the standards such that you swipe the Medicare card and you're able to pull up the medical claims that have happened, you're like, oh, okay, this person has diabetes. Uh, this is when they had their last colonoscopy. You know, that's the kind of thing that is going to save people's lives. As someone who's about to be on Medicare, please get that written like, and now. The, and by the way, the system that pays out Medicare, written in COBOL, and oh assembly language. God. Yeah, yeah. 40 year old mainframe. So like all we like we talked earlier in the show about a hundred thousand engineers at Google and the difference one person can make by walking out. Like the number of people who are helping us out, you know, and partnering with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, you you know, you can count them on two hands and a couple feet, right? And you and, don't have to quit to do this. No, you can often Go on a you know a leave of absence for six months. Google, I know, loves this idea. It's very glad to support you in doing it. And by this. the way, Microsoft allows it. A bunch of companies allow Good. it. And, uh, and of course, you have to make sure you're recused from anything that would affect yeah, that yeah. company. But uh, you know, I started out you planning do have to, to go be back a to US Google. Citizen to do this, you do have to mention. be a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Uh, but it's such a great program because the impact you can have is just off the charts. USDS.gov slash apply. Uh, if you want to know more, go to USDS.gov. There's a lot of information there, but uh, yeah. I, I think this is 
This is doing the work government should be doing, which is to make it more accessible to its users. It's the people. Yeah. Right? And there's great government partners. So we're really just partnering with those civil servants. And fun fact, we just had our fifth birthday party. So there's still time to get in on the ground floor of this. This is still a brand That's new really thing. Great. So. Really, really great. Uh, always a pleasure having you here, it's Matt. Here. I really thank you. thank you for what you're doing. And then, oh, doctor, no one knows what he does. No one even knows what he looks like. But we love having Owen J.J. Stone. I mean, on. I was on Triangulation episode 342. I, I was just going to say, exactly, you yeah, were. Yeah, I was on Triangulation. We should get you back, except you didn't yeah. tell us anything. We don't know who you are. No, no, no. But, I, you know, I, I will say that it, it launched the only thing that I'm currently doing right now. I have a podcast called Raising a Ninja that I do with my daughter. Nice. Um, and uh, we talk about stuff like our last episode was about uh, mass shootings and what she does in school and how, how, we old, how old is she? Prepare for that. She's 12. So she's um, right in the middle of it. She's in sixth grade. Yeah. Going we talk, our yeah. episode before that was about stalking. We talk about sports and, and training and all kinds of stuff. But she is a super duper grown little adult. And, uh, you know, it's great. It's great. It's, it's a fun Aaliyah listen, is, especially for is, people who don't know how to talk to their kids. Are you raising her on your own pretty much? No, I am 50-50 with her mother. Her okay. mother is the nice one. I am the insane one. You know, like, I think you're you know, good. I think you're really a good inspiration for a good role model for her. And the camera takes yeah, I, really good pictures. Yeah. It <laughs> does. Got to document yeah, it the ninja. Does. Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. Uh, always a pleasure to have all three of you on. It's it, it's almost like old home week when you guys come in. So thank you for being here. Uh, we Do we have a promo video today? We do indeed. All right, I wasn't here this week, so I didn't see what happened. Let's see. Let's watch. We can watch together. Previously on Twit. Dick D. Bartolo. He's our disco guy. Mm-mm-mm. He's boogie, oogie, oogieing. Oh, you know, when I was dancing, my Apple Watch said it looks like you've taken a hard fall. Is there no option? I was disco dancing? <laughs> I guess. an option. I was dancing. It just looks like I was falling. Matt Break Weekly. You've now had your Apple Card for a little while. Right out of the gate, it was obviously the easiest application experience I've ever had. That's almost a negative because it's <laughs> going to be very easy for everyone to apply for this card. Tech News Weekly. Everyday people are running phone farms in their living rooms, probably other rooms as well. So they will download an app onto their phone. If you watch this Netflix trailer, we will then uh, trade that for some, you know, digital currency. Whereas the Chinese are focused on the social media manipulation stuff, the Americans are more on, well, I'm going to get some extra income for myself. Triangulation. And the easier gene editing gets every year, and the bigger chances that someone will do it on purpose, it gets out. Viruses do get out, and then it's out there in the, in the world and could do just terrible things. iOS Today. That's mine. I did that. That's really good. What, what do you think of mine? Oh, my God. Yeah, hold that up. I am really a good artist. Perfectly accurate. <laughs> Twit. Technology isn't always pretty, but we are. I love it that uh, Megan Maroney came back to uh, iOS today because we miss her. She was great on the show. So uh, watch that one if you haven't uh, seen it yet. Our show today brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. Also a return of a beloved advertiser in this case from Quicken Loans. We know finding the right house isn't easy, but I got to tell you, you could find the right mortgage. You could make it easy at Rocket Mortgage. They are doing so much to help you understand the home buying process. That's important because you need to get exactly what you need. It's not just any old mortgage. It's your mortgage. So use Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans. Their team of mortgage experts are obsessed 
with finding a better way. Their number one goal, make the home buying process smoother for you. Of course, the best client service and support every step of the way. That's why they've been ranked highest in customer satisfaction by J.D. Power. Nine years in a row for primary mortgage origination. Five years in a row for mortgage servicing. For more information about J.D. Power Awards, visit jdpower.com. Rocket Mortgage, they're the best changing the game with their industry-leaning online lending technology. I know we're all geeks. We love it that we could do it all online. Millions of Americans have used Rocket Mortgage to achieve their dream of home ownership. Are you next? When you work with them, you're getting more than a loan. You're getting more than just a lender. You're getting Rocket Mortgage. The best. RocketMortgage.com slash twit2. That's the website. Take the first step toward the home of your dreams. RocketMortgage.com slash twit2. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states at MLSConsumerAccess.org number 30. 30 Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Push button, get mortgage. Thank you, Rocket Mortgage, for supporting our show. And thank you for supporting us by going to rocketmortgage.com slash twit and the number two. Ah, let's see. I always like getting to the bottom <laughs> of the show because that's when all that's when all the good stories shake to the bottom. Well, Huawei is back in the news. This is just another crazy story. Huawei, you may remember that we, everybody said, oh, they're, they're dangerous. You could only use them. And in fact, there is a story in here that Huawei technicians have been helping governments in Uganda and Zambia spy on political opponents. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. But then, but, but uh, by the way, there's no evidence that Huawei or China even knew about Huawei employees doing this. And it, it wasn't that anything about the Huawei technology was doing it. It's just that the employees were doing it. I think that's kind of par for the course. When you're in a country, you kind of have to do what the country wants you to do. But what I'm confused about is we, we said Huawei is bad. Don't use Huawei. We banned Huawei. And then three months ago, we gave them another 90 days. Now we're giving them another 90 days, which makes me think it has nothing to do with Huawei. It has everything to do with the trade war. Either they are a security flaw or they're not a security hole or they're not if they're not then don't ban them if they are then do ban them but this uh I'll give you another 90 days makes me nuts hmm. part of it is because uh of course if you ban huawei from doing business with american companies it doesn't just hurt huawei it hurts those american companies huawei spends a significant amount of money with google among others right they they do android phones hmm. They buy uh, a lot of gear. Um, of $70 billion Huawei spent buying components last year, $11 billion went to U.S. firms. $11 billion, Qualcomm, Intel, and Micron, among others. <sighs> There's nothing to say here. It's just extremely confusing. Yeah. And it really looks political. It doesn't look like it has anything to do with technology or security. Yeah, because they're super close to building their own OS now, right? They are. And the interesting thing is that Huawei sales are up in China dramatically because people are patriotic. And they're saying, well, if you can't buy it in the U.S., well, we'll buy it here. So mm -hmm. they're doing quite well, thank you. Mm -hmm. They were the number two phone manufacturer worldwide. It, it was Samsung, Huawei, and Apple. Uh, I don't know where they stand right now. 
That's why I'm going to build my own phone out of a Raspberry Pi. And like a- <laughs> I wish we could. Don't you wish <laughs> you a, could? Just a homebrew phone. You, maybe you could I now think, with Skype can, hey. or you know some sort yeah. of VoIP solution. Yeah. I bet you could. Yeah. Raspberry Pi might be a little bulky. A little bulky. No, but- remember, remember, it's keep rest. that in mind, Matt. I got, I got something for you at the end of the show. Now that you oh, brought that up, I got something for you. Right. Doctors, look where's, my, uh, where's my uh, pocket operator? I've lost it. <laughs> so I had I bought uh, from a Swedish company called Teenage Engineering. Huh. I bought it's the size of a um, calculator. Looks in fact looks like a calculator. It's got a calculator front and it's a synthesizer. Huh. It's called a pocket operator. It, it was fifty nine bucks. Huh. And you hang it around your neck. If they can make a synthesizer, they could yeah. make a phone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They used some weird chip like it was it was designed for something completely different. They said, "Well, it's cheap. There it is." Look at that. <laughs> you can make a synthesizer uh, the size of a calculator. Yeah. It's the coolest right. thing. Except I I'm lost thinking it. those old brick phones are due mm-hmm. for a comeback. There's such a movement toward retro old things. How like do you post rock- to Instagram with a brick phone though? That's, that's <laughs> I don't why know, you're more productive. You, uh, you could fit a lot of stuff inside that case. It's true. You could get it's pretty super sophisticated. M- meta. You post a picture of the brick phone from a phone Here it is, to the, Instagram. Here it is, yeah. the Pi phone. Pi phone. That's oh. a little bulky. It's no, a little bulky. You know what? It encourages you to get some reps, a little bit of muscle building. It's got a little <laughs> hat that can do the radio. <laughs> so it's actually a phone. It's not just VoIP. It's yeah. a, wow. There you go. Yeah. This you is can, America, Leo. We could do anything. Yeah, you can probably play. Give Nintendo me a British-made Raspberry Pi, and I could do anything. <laughs> anything. Anything. Uh, you, a judge has ordered security? the state of Georgia to switch to paper ballots for 2020. Maybe we could just do this countrywide, nationwide. We still—I can't believe the number of election machines that are connected to the public internet. It's kind of what DefCon's all about now, right? Right. Hack- Hack the voting machine. Voting machine village. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that this judge realized the point of paper ballots. You can audit them. Mm-hmm. We need You need a paper trail. <laughs> literally. Uh, quite literally. Um, the FTC says, I'm willing to break up big tech. Great. Good. Thank you. Appreciate the <laughs> chairman. Uh, Joe Simons is leading a broad review of the technology sector. He said in an interview with Bloomberg, there's Emily Chang. Breaking up a company is hard, but we could do it. If you have to, you do it. It's not ideal. It's very messy. But if you have to, you do it. How old is this guy? Oh, no, that's Kurt Wagner. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad it's not. I'm glad. Oh, my God. He's 20. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Um, and that's why it's Instagram by Facebook. Yeah. It's, you know what? We were talking about that two weeks ago. Why would it, Why would Facebook do that with Instagram and WhatsApp? Because the whole strength of Instagram and WhatsApp is a lot of people don't know it's Facebook. Mm-hmm. They rebranded Instagram by Facebook and WhatsApp by Facebook. And you just nailed it, oh, doctor, in, a, in one sentence. Mm-hmm. It's harder to break and up. Also, and also to the point, it's what all corporations do. It's, you know, when I buy a Toyota, it's a Toyota Camry. I just know that Toyota is the Not, brand and the foundation of that company. Yeah. If, if Facebook was the stronger brand, it would make even more sense. But this is what all strong megacorps do. They have their flagship and then they have subsidiaries that are known with that and associate with to build up the regular brand recognition. It's just a car dealership move. And I should fully understand how they, why they did it. They just did it super late. They're way late on this rebranding thing because now Facebook's a dumpster fire. I don't know why that's the leading <laughs> title, but I understand why they did it. Yeah. I'm not missed- too worried about right. the ones that that are um, 
you know, just big in their field, but there are competitors. I, if I were Amazon, I'd be more worried about this, especially because of, you know, stories that come out about its practices where its products are competing with its third party vendor products and what it does for pricing. And I, that one, I think, is a little bit more your classic antitrust case. IKEA is going all in on smart home tech. You're ready. I see. I, I don't want to assemble my Amazon Echo from a pamphlet with no <laughs> words. There's, on al- it. there's always going to be an extra speaker when you get done. <laughs> left over. You know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. So uh, they uh, IKEA actually. I did, I really would like this, except I don't want an IKEA table. But they put Qi charging in their tables a while ago. Your coffee tables are side tables. Mm. They they added smart lighting. They've partnered with Sonos for a launch of uh, this month of uh, whole home audio, fairly inexpensive. Smart blinds start sale on October 1st. Apparently, according to The Verge, IKEA is uh, building a whole business unit called Helmed by Bjorn Block. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bjorn Flatpak is the, uh, is the guy running this. And uh, no, it, 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 uh, lighting, living room and workspace, textiles, kitchen and dining and Ikea food will be joined by now Ikea home smart. As we laugh about this in three years, they're going to be killing it in this market. Sure. Sure. The, the same way Amazon tries to put a clock with Alexa in it. This is much more feasible for people to actually going to physically pick up and buy furniture. And if I could buy the things that are smart into it, Ikea is going to kill it. Besides the extra speaker thing, because, I mean, they do always have extra pieces. I don't know why, but it, it's not even a meme anymore. It's reality <laughs> of life when you buy something from Ikea. <laughs> but a lot gonna... of people do, and a lot of people will buy sure. this, right? Sure. So let's just hope they're patching everything. Make it secure, make it updatable over the uh, over the air, right? That's yeah. Good luck with that. Anybody <clears throat> want to put a bet yeah. on whether that's happening? Good luck. <clears throat> what did, you guys, did you guys watch uh, Mr. Robot when it was on? Oh, yeah. Yes. Remember the season two premiere, but, you know, had all kinds of plot twists and stuff. But my favorite part of it is Evil Corpse Lawyer's Home got completely pwned of course and, yeah yes yep. <laughs> and then great. they took it over and i was just really office. stunned to learn that the star of that was freddie mercury i didn't realize freddie was such a <laughs> he's got range he really had range yeah it's really cool yeah uh ft oh wait a minute. i said the ft seath one let's mm-hmm. see wait a minute. i have a i have a couple more oh i wish i you know i thought of this i had thought of this before i brought my tesla back i i don't have a tesla anymore a tesla owner implanted the RFID chip from her Model 3's key card into her arm so she could just get into her car and drive off. Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah. Better. <laughs> well, hopefully no one doxes her and cuts off her arm and takes her car. I mean, why would you? Okay, but. That's going a little far. Okay, but they just had like, know, people's like, faces and fingerprints. Stuff in your body? Like, like literally your faces yeah. and fingerprints leaked and that was a million consumers so like right. RFID tag like no big whoop so it's just like having your keys but I just don't know why you put extra stuff in your body in a world where people are getting cancers and all kinds of tumors and things like that like I understand the biometrics of things because people are actually doing that they're putting things in there but I just I don't get it why, for your car that's not something I want to go put in my body for I, I have to admit I, th- this is one where I would I do not have a tattoo I don't plan on getting any tattoos but 
I would totally implant one of those suckers right in my thumb if I could yeah, get into my house. Cool. And get into it my has car. your PGP key on it. Yeah, Yubikey, all Yuba built key, in. Yeah. The single touch is just built in. I mean, so uh, her name <laughs> is. I can't just wear an Apple Watch like I. Well, I got, well an Apple Watch would do. You can lose your watch. You can lose a your me keys. DD. She dissolved. The, so you get a card. You get a card key. She dissolved the card using acetone. Had the chip encased in a biopolymer so it wouldn't react. So it's safe. Then she goes to a guy who apparently has permanent <laughs> juggalo face paint <laughs> at a body modification studio and had the chip, which is about the size of a Lego minifigure. Oh, my God, it's big. Implanted wow. into her forearm. Oh. Uh, you can you could follow it on Hackaday. I mean, I'm not following that. <laughs> we're, not, we're just talking about thermostats getting pwned. <laughs> I, no, just don't. Okay, not for it is your a car. little large. It is not a little for large. Your car. It's too big. It's, I thought it would be like a little size of a grain of rice. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but not like they could yeah. do that with a like they your have thumb a would look yeah. swole, yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, your thumb would look really swole. Yeah, I'm gonna get that car right. No problem. <laughs> okay. Having seen now the size of it, okay, I'll wait for the next generation. I'm bummed. You know, Google uh, decided this has been a kind of workaround uh, for a while. Uh, if you had incognito mode, you could go to the New York Times and other sites using incognito mode. It wouldn't know you'd been there. Then the New York Times figured it out, and it turns out that uh, if you're in on incognito mode, it will tell the site you're going to he's in incognito mode. So the Times started saying, you're in incognito mode, you can't read anything on the New York Times. Mm -hmm. So then in the most recent version of Chrome, uh, they announced that they were going to stop doing that so that the New York Times, all of a sudden this workaround worked again. Mm -hmm. And now it turns out that this more private incognito mode doesn't do it anymore. Web developers have two new tricks to get around it. And no, now you can't go to the New York Times anymore. <laughs> so. ExpressVPN. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Does that work? I guess it would. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? Because they're, they're doing it by a cookie, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. I or, pay for the or New York you Times. Can subscribe. Yes, that is also an option. I hey, do subscribe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, you should, we should pay, subscribe for things. Well, I happily pay. For, I, get, I admit it's getting condoned. less happy. I paid for the New York Times. Then I paid for the Washington Post. Then I paid for Wired. Then Bloomberg said, oh, that'll be 35 bucks a month. Oh, I paid for that. <laughs> I was about to say, Uncle Leo, can I get one? Of the, can I get the logins? I'll pay for one of them if you give me the, the logins to all six. I'll take I'll take the five dollars well, off your hand, idea. and that we way have a co-op. Oh, I don't pay for my Netflix. Like I, I only play for Hulu, and I have every service available because we are in a co-op where one person pays for one and one person pays for. One. I have access to Comcast. You're probably the Verizon, guy that sells those MLB, Fire TV NFL. sticks at your girl's softball game. Hey, he's not a bright guy, but he's making money. I'm just selling. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, this is, is a callback to an earlier episode. I got HBO, Cinemax, Showtime. What? I got all of them, but I ain't got none of them. You feel me? All I got is Hulu. That's all I'm saying. That's all I got. That's because you're sticking it to America, the man. Bro. Do you well, have a... to the man. The man trying to stick it to me. <laughs> if, if I bought all those, I would be broke, Uncle It's Leo. just These reciprocal sticking. by themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's sharing. is caring. So I will just say, if you're a government employee, you can get a free subscription to the Washington Post. Oh, my, sign me up. We'll put my application in. You, you sold me, Matt. Don't I say that out loud. President Trump going to shut that down right away. <laughs> going to shut that down right away. What's this budget line for Washington Post here? What's this? 
So members of the military. Um, really? That's interesting. Yep. Free subscription. That makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Is that the post doing that? Yeah. Oh. Nice. Doesn't Keep cost us anything. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. The government the taxpayers doesn't. Taxpayers don't pay no, for No, 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 no. That's, the, that's just Jeff Bezos out of the goodness of his heart. Washington Post, the company, not the not the government, not the government, not the government. Um, Disney and Charter are out to get you, oh doctor. They're oh, I got, what I are they doing? What are they up Disney? to? Oh, I've already worked on Disney. I already got it figured out. What okay, about this HBO Disney. Max? You gonna pay for that? I got HBO. I don't need the Max. Regular <laughs> HBO Go works just fine, brother. Um, <laughs> so what's what are Charter and Disney doing, Denise? Uh, let's see. John Brodkin has an article at Ars Technica talking about how they're trying to fight account sharing, uh, keeping multiple people from using a single account to access Ooh. services. Technically, I, I'm not real clear what they're doing, uh, but they are they are trying to get figure that out. Yeah, I look Disney right in the face and say, "You think you do- can stop me? Good <laughs> luck, out- Disney." He, he does point out you can use a VPN to avoid detection. Yeah. Well, all they have to do, honestly, is say we associate an IP address with your account and you better come in from that IP address mm-hmm. or you can't use it. And the VPN that must work be either. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. work with, with ISPNs that, that change your, your... ISPs do change, ISPs that's right. Change your- Not very often, I've noticed. Mm. But yeah, that's a good point. You can't do it by IP address. Okay. Uh, oh, I know what you do. You get everybody. You give everybody Kaspersky antivirus. Oh, not recommended. By the way, not recommended. <laughs> not recommended. Well, here's another reason not to recommend it. Uh, so, if you use Kaspersky antivirus, the famed Russian <laughs> antivirus uh, used by the uh, Russian secret police and many more, uh, one of the things it does now. And by the way, uh, Gene Kaspersky, who's beloved by, for some reason, by tech writers, I think he must throw a great party, mm. has said again and again, we, I don't work for the Russians. I don't like the, I'm, I am Russian and it's a Russian company, but the, the what is it? The GRU uh, doesn't have anything to do with what I do. Uh, but there is a little JavaScript that Kaspersky will embed in every web page you go to, mm. giving a unique identifier, putting, actually putting the unique identifier in the URL. Oh dear. So um, this comes from Heise.de, which is a great magazine, a computer technology magazine. They discovered this. Um, this uh, main.js is loaded every single time you go to a website. It's loaded from a Kaspersky domain. Uh, and if in every browser, Firefox, Edge, and Opera, same line of code, Chrome, every single browser has a unique ID that it uh, gives you, assigns you. And, of course, that ID is readable by every site you go to, which means those sites could track you. Kaspersky can track you. And when told about this, Kaspersky said, oops, it was apparently introduced in 2015. Um... Kaspersky says, oh, this would be too complex and not profitable for cyber criminals to use. Well, maybe not. So they turn it off. They gave everybody the same ID. But you, but it's still an announcement to every site you visit that you're using Kaspersky, which basically is a security problem all on its own. Yeah. So if you are using Kaspersky for reasons I don't understand, you don't really need it. But if you are using it, click the uh, settings icon in the bottom left, click additional network. Click 
go to traffic processing and uncheck inject script into web traffic. <laughs> that apparently is an option. It's a setting and it's on by default. That's, that's kind of a red flag. Inject script into web traffic. You can't turn that off. Globally available to all oh, yeah. security options. Yeah, Just inject script into web traffic. <laughs> It's so innocuous when you say it. Like yeah, that. it doesn't sound so bad. What could possibly go wrong? Injecting. Meanwhile, uh, I have to praise Apple. They're they're going to change how WebKit works. There, Apple has decided, and actually, WebKit isn't strictly Apple anymore. Than Chromium is strictly Google, but Apple is you know kind of supporting the WebKit project. All the Apple browsers, including Safari, that's the Apple browser run on it. Um, Apple has WebKit has said we are going to interpret. Any, we're going to do our best to prevent all covert tracking, all cross-site tracking, even when it's not covert. And when we discover additional tracking techniques, we're going to block them. We are going to treat tracking, we treat circumvention of shipping anti-tracking measures with the same seriousness as exploitation of security vulnerabilities. If a party attempts to circumvent our tracking protection methods, we will add additional restrictions without prior notice. These restrictions may apply universally to algorithmically classified targets, or even to specific parties engaged in circumvention. This is the policy you want. Mm. They're basically saying, if somebody tries to get around, circumvent our anti-tracking technologies, we're going to treat that as malware, and we're going to block it. Okay, so here's a hot take. It feels like, we talked earlier in the show about how some recordings of Siri, people were transcribing or right. stuff like that, but this is actually going to have much more impact than that other, which is a small Real privacy. Yeah, and yeah. so... I have always been, in the last few months, I've been wondering why we don't see more companies genuinely dedicated to putting security first, maybe privacy right after that. And it feels like with all the stuff we're seeing where Windows 10 is wormable right now, unless you patch, there's room for that. Like there's room for companies that are rebuilding the customer experience with security first and foremost, like usability, customer experience, security. And and this is an interesting step in that direction. And You, you know, know who's if, against this? A little group called the IAB, the Internet Advertising Bureau. Of course they are. But if you were if you were rebuilding the Internet from scratch, you probably in this day and age wouldn't make it so that the Internet was so trackable. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, re-architecting stuff and changing the pillar of what has historically been the compact, you maybe pay for consumption of your media via tracking or ads or something like you don't at least don't get the tracking part. You still right. get to show the ads. I should point out that Firefox does this as well and has yeah. been for some time. They're effectively copying what uh, Firefox does. Yeah. The IAB um, will undoubtedly not like this either. They basically represent the ad tech mm -hmm. industry. One of the reasons it's a hot button for me is the IAB also uh, affects podcasting. And I'm afraid mm -hmm. we're, I was just back from the uh, podcast movement, which is the big podcast expo. It was in Orlando this week. Uh, 6,000 podcasters and a lot of IAB representatives. Ad tech is very interested in podcasting. Mm -hmm. We do not do tracking. We get requests all the time for all sorts of little trackers that we could somehow magically put in the, mm -hmm. you know, sounds in the podcast that you wouldn't hear, things like that. We, of course, always refuse because I know you wouldn't want us to do that. But the IAB has now created a measurement system which is rapidly being adopted, a measurement system that favors advertisers. And I'm sorry to say, I don't consider fair to podcasters. Mm. This is going to be a big battle, except I think we already lost. But <laughs> I'm going to fight it anyway. Um, 
So, yeah, I, it, it, you know, of course, uh, as soon as there's money in something and podcasting is happening, right, it's a hot and happening thing, along come uh, ad tech folks who want to introduce ad tech. And right now there's no ad tech in podcasting. But advertisers say, well, there has to be or we won't buy ads. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, our, thank you to our advertisers who are all here because they're willing not to do that. And uh, we think that's really important. So pay attention uh, when you hear about IAB and the new IAB 2.0 measurement guidelines. Mm -hmm. Be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> very afraid. Very afraid. A lot I'm sad to say a lot of podcast companies are now members of the IAB. Mm -hmm. Um which is a very expensive membership. I think it's $10,000 and a percentage of your revenue. What? <laughs> so, scam. well, the whole idea is I don't think they want broadcasters and podcasters to be involved. They want advertisers to be involved so yeah. they don't want us to have a voice. Hmm. That's the last thing they'd want. Hmm. Uh, I got a few fights with some other podcast companies about that one uh, all week long. We were kind of debating that one. Uh, but that's inside baseball. There's no room for that in this fine show. There is room, though, for Oh Doctor. Love having Owen J.J. Stone nope. on. Have me last. I got to talk about something. Oh, he's got oh, something man. to plug. Oh, yeah, you know, we really can't end the show properly when Owen's on without an Owen rant. That's right. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, okay, you're right. Forget I mentioned you. <laughs> it's, I don't exist. He's not on the show. You know who no. is, though? Denise Howell, the wonderful Denise Howell. DeniseHowell.info at D Howell on Twitter. I miss you. I'm so glad that you're doing, taking triangulation by the horns and we're going to, I love having you on Twitter. We've got to have you on as often as possible. Thank you for being here. Today. Thank you. It was so fun being with you all today. And Leo, I was just sitting here thinking how different it must've been for you to go to that show this week. And the one where you and I first met in person yes. that was in Ontario, California. Yes. God, I don't know how many years ago. Yes. It must've been such a different scene. More than 10 years ago. I think it was 20, 2007, maybe 2008. Yeah. And uh, it is really exciting. I'm really excited about all the new podcasters, all the people getting excited. But you're also mm -hmm. seeing big companies, big brands moving in. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of pressure from uh, advertisers and big podcasting companies uh, to, to change the way podcasting works. And I, what I really love about podcasting is how, how we're just kind of, you know, doing our thing. Without ad tech. And ad tech ruined blogs. I don't want ad tech to ruin podcasting. So, uh, yep. And one of the things it did with blogging is it, it, really, it really eliminated the, the middle ground. You're either a big brand or you're not trying to make any money. You're just a, a personal blogger. And right now there's room in podcasting for companies like Twit, a lot of independent companies to do what we do and to make a living doing it. I fear the same thing will happen, that we'll be squeezed out. It'll either be mm -hmm. NPR and... Uh, you know, uh, CBS and NBC or somebody who doesn't, who just wants to do a little hobbyist podcast. I mm -hmm. guess we could do a hobbyist podcast. I'd have to get a real job though. I don't want to do that. I'd have to work in the Amazon <laughs> fulfillment center or something. Uh, I can't hold it for a half an hour. Forget it. And uh, also Matt Cutts, USDS.gov. Please go there. Sign up. Join today. They need you. Mm -hmm. He's at Matt Cutts on Twitter. Anything else? Do you do a podcast? You ought to. I don't do a podcast. I just enjoy like I get that out by coming on the you show. You could come here anytime. You could you could Skype in. You don't have to come right to the West Coast to do it. We love having you on. So thank it's you. Always good to be here. Yeah, thank you for having really me. Really appreciate it. And now ladies and gentlemen, as is traditional <laughs> with Owen JJ Stone, whenever O doctors on Twit, we need to end up the show. So I'm just going to do the really the end stuff uh you can watch Twit. We do it every Sunday afternoon, about 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. 
That's 2130 UTC. We have a live audio or video stream at twit.tv slash live. You can be in the studio. Just email tickets at twit.tv. We love having a studio audience and some great people visiting. You're always welcome here. I love having an open studio. You can join us in the chat room. Talk back. I'm watching the chat room, the whole show, irc.twit.tv. And, of course, we are a podcast. In fact, I finally gave up on this. Do you remember, Denise, at the very yes. first... I've been, I got up on stage and said, don't call it a podcast. That's Apple's trademark. You're going to be sorry. I was wrong. I, we, call, we call it a netcast. And my staff has been pointing out to me for a few years that really hurts searchability because nobody's searching for netcasts. I lost that battle. So I'm sorry, but be prepared. We're going to change all the verbiage, including the netcasts you love from people you trust oh. at the beginning to podcasts. I'm going to give up. But uh, so that is one big change for us. Anyway, we admit to being a podcast. Blu-ray one. Blu-ray one. That's us. We were we were the uh, the what it, the beta cam s beta s beta deck whatever it was beta beta HD DVDs HD DVDs of the internet. <laughs> we give in. I give in. I give up. Uh, so it is a podcast, which you can download by going to twit.tv. All of our shows are there. Or subscribe. I have to say, the word podcast makes even less sense if you can get us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. If you're watching on YouTube, press the subscribe button so you'll know when the new shows come out. You can get us on Amazon's Echo. Is that a podcast when you say, Echo, <laughs> listen to This Week in Tech? What is that? That's not a podcast. I don't know what that is. It's an Echo cast. I don't right. know what that is. Right? Is that a Cha Cha in IRC is pointing out that that podcast the word has pretty much outlived the iPod, which it has. Is named after. The podcast yeah. iPad's pretty much gone. Nobody listens to podcasts yeah. on, on iPad iPods. Mm -hmm. Is it an iPhone cast? No. It's just a it's a show. It's a show that delivers itself to you any way you want it. We're on Spotify. We're on Pocket Cast. We're on iTunes. Just look for this show and download it and subscribe if you will, because that way you'll get it every week and you'll have it for your Monday morning. You're probably on LG refrigerators too. You can get it on refrigerators. <laughs> what is that called? A cold cast? <laughs> ice Ladies cast. and gentlemen, an ice cast. Oh, that exists. Another twit is in the can, and now I give you play the music. Owen, JJ Stone. Uh, so normally people in a chat or afterwards always ask why I'm on here. What's my expertise? I don't plug myself. If you want to find out what I do for money, go to LinkedIn or something. Don't worry about why I'm here. But I'm here to tell you a story. Last week, I was going to the grocery store and there was an older lady who was struggling to get her water and dog food in her car. I walked over. I offered her help. She started crying and she said, oh, thank you Aww. so much. So I helped her put the stuff in her car and... She just said, you know, nobody wants to help anybody anymore. This is a digital world. I don't know how to live in it. My husband passed uh -uh. away two months ago. <laughs> my my mother, I'm putting her in a home because she broke down after my husband passed away. And my two kids live far away. I still have a regular phone. And I'm just so lonely. And nobody will talk to me. And so I took her across the street. And we had lunch where we had smoothies. And I talked Aww. to her for like an hour and a half. And she explained that she just didn't know how to work technology. She was like, maybe I can go take a class or something like that because she just wants to be able to do the video thing with her kids. So I happen to have um, that Facebook portal. I never used it. So I set that up for her at her house, and now she can call her uh -huh. kids. I say this because everybody listening, 
has somebody in their family that they're ignoring that is older, that we have the technology to talk to them and they're lonely and they miss you. And as much as you're tweeting and texting and you think that texting is the way, pick up a phone and call them. And so since uh, to encourage this, Uncle Leo has always been generous and nice to me. He always gives me gadgets. I have an extra portal that I'm oh, going to give that. to someone. Mm. If you live in the U.S., uh, fit, lower 50 states, send me an email. You can find me on the Internet. Send me an email and tell me of someone that's older in your family that needs some technology, and I will send it to one person for free. Wow. And secondly, it makes me I feel always... guilty because I had two portals. <laughs> And I just gave him to Burke. <laughs> yeah, you see, see, Burke probably gave I'm, him I'm, to a, I hope a grandmother. What did you do with him, Burke? Did you take him apart? <laughs> the only thing you can do with the Facebook portal, you need oh. to like exercise it. I should like, have thought I. That's nice of you, and, doctor. Thank and you. And then, secondly, um, we talked about it earlier. For anybody who has kids or wants to make a cell phone, I have five. Raspberry Pi oh. Bs. I will pick five people and send them to you again for free if you're in the U.S. If you have a kid, you want to tinker and make something, or if you want to go try and make your own cell phone, just write me an email. Tell me why you want to do something with your kid, and I will send five of these out to five people because you're an avid listener and you deserve Aww. something special, and I have it to give. But just remember, call <laughs> somebody that's older. Tell them you love them. Take time to get out of your own bubble and uh, hug somebody, love somebody, because it's not always about the oh, technology. Isn't that yeah. sweet? That's. I think it's because you got through message. this whole three freaking hour show. That's a good message. I love the. <laughs> and reach out and touch sweet. somebody. Isn't he sweet? Go, oh, doctor. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah, really like I said, you brought the Raspberry Pi. It's like you were in my brain, man. Uh. Yeah, you're making <laughs> cell phones, brother. Very yeah. nice. Actually, that's a great. So there you go. The Raspberry Pi would be great to give to a 13 year old kid who's interested in technology, say, I want a laptop. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep, instead, here, give them a Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. Say, go make it. Mm-hmm. Pi top. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Facebook portal. You didn't take it apart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine, mine's still sealed, so I don't. I didn't take mine apart. No, no, I just there it is. I can't trust Facebook. <laughs> there, look at that. I'm just afraid if I plug it in, Mark Zuckerberg will show up on it. I'm really right there. I'll just like peek over. Yeah, really. <laughs> that's that's the other reason I, I suggested mean, giving it to an older person. They're not. They're not too much they're worried not, about what's going on in the house. They don't worry about privacy. <laughs> oh, doctor, that is very sweet of you. Uh, thank you hey, so much. I for appreciate doing you that. for always having me on. I always appreciate you giving me secondary gadgets. Nice. Just make sure that uh, Aunt and I get a 50 50 share of things that you're giving away. I'm I don't still want waiting for that Osmo, uh, Pocket Osmo oh, review. I got, I owe you a review. I am the horriblest person. Yeah. To do that <laughs> yeah. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Have you used it? I'll, I'll Are you using it? I, I, not only do I use you it, give it to some old person at a smoothie shop. I, not not only do I use it, I use it all the time. And two months ago, they upgraded it, and it's far superior. So I'm glad I didn't do the review glad before. You waited. Because they did upgrades, and it's great now. It's fantastic. I will do it for you. I promise. All right. I love you. All right. <laughs> I guess we could do this in the show. I always feel like giving away things is kind of like bribing people. Oh, well, don't give away stuff. That's my stuff. You keep all right, I'll let you do that. The nice thing I'll is, let you do that. The nice thing is... You you waited for the end of the show, so only the loyal only fans people who had get it. Yes, listen for two hours and forty eight <laughs> minutes. Even heard that. Thank you, everybody. My God, go home. <laughs> I'll see you next time on Twit. Bye bye. <laughs> What are you doing here still, Matt? You're reading that XKCD book? I was reading the XKCD book, which is not available yet. And then I remember, remembered 
I was going to give a shout out to this person, Jacob, who I work with, who has been watching you since the screensaver <gasps> days. Hi, Jacob. And is a huge fan. OMB? So, um, yes, Office of Management and Budget. And so he helps make our job easier. Oh, I thought it was orchestral maneuvers in the dark. <laughs> That's in the bark? Yeah. That <laughs> OM, I'm going to take that back and start making OMD jokes out of OMB. Go home. So, Go home, right. Matt. I'm gone. The I'm government gone. needs Thank you. you. Jacob. Go home, Matt. <laughs> Another twit is in the can. Did I say that?